Blog Talk Radio. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. Going places that I've never been. Seeing things that I may never see again. And I can't wait to get on the road again. That's 
888-646-2048. We have 100 open phone lines, plenty of room for everybody to call in. As always, if you want to come on the show, you hit the number one on your keypad. That'll send us a prompt that you want to come on, and we will put you in the queue and bring you on as soon as your number comes up. As always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to submit questions and topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. Here are some of what they came up with, which we will get to as the evening progresses. Will Miami struggle with Appalachian State like Tennessee did? App State has four three-star players, and the rest are two-star players. Why should Miami be worried about this team? What's the atmosphere on the team like heading into this game? Are the players and coaches overlooking App State, or are they preparing like they should? Is this going to be Brad Kaya's coming out game of 2016, where he can sling the ball for 300-plus yards and two to four touchdowns? Are there any worries about the offensive line and the passing game, or, is it, or were the ups and downs against FAU due to the vanilla type of play calling, and will Mark Rick start to open up the offense this week? Does this game have a Cincinnati type of feel to it? Will Miami cover the three-and-a-half to four-point spread? How big of a difference is it concept-wise preparing for App State than turning around and preparing for Georgia Tech? Are the linebackers ready for the challenge of stopping the App State running game? Is Deontay Mullins close to getting playing time? What's the story with Braxton Berrios? Limited snaps the first two weeks, limited catches. It was thought that he would be a focal point. Is Gus Edwards going to be used at all, other than in mop-up duties? Which part of the defense should people be most worried about now that we've watched them for a couple weeks? The D-line, the linebackers? Or the secondary? Man, that's a tough question to answer because all have looked good in weeks one and two. Can Miami, again, get all three running backs to the 100-yard mark? Which wide receiver is on the cusp of stepping up and having a big game? Or will the ball continue to be spread around to all different guys with two, three catches each? Will we see more running back, fullback, and tight end screens beginning this week against App State. So all those questions and more, lots of topics to talk about tonight on Kane Sport Live. So let's get going with the show. Um, again, the call-in number, 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. As always, you hit the number one on your keypad if you would like to come on the show. I think I know who's number one in the queue. He's kicked us off every Tuesday night so far this season. So let's go out to the 845, where I'm pretty sure we have Greg ready to get us going on Kane Sport Live. How you doing this evening, Greg? Good. You got him. Uh, um, I just wanted to say I hope to meet some fans up at the game this week. I've got my ticket from the Hurricane Club, so I'll be in that section. Do you have any idea where they sit us in that stadium? No idea where where yet. I, I, I really I didn't even look at my ticket, but anyway, I'm not going to worry about it. 
it's a small stadium. It's good seat anyway. But anyway, I want to talk about Brad Kaius for a minute. You may not agree with me, but if an NFL scout watched him play last week, they wouldn't draft him into the Army, let alone into the NFL. He looks skittish in the pocket against FAU. That, that is unbelievable when you have a running game. How, how is that possible? And that first interception nope. he threw, that was like a high school quarterback throwing a ball like that. Yeah, I mean, he what struggled you a little bit. on Brad Kaya this year? He struggled a little. I mean, everybody saw it. There's no question about it. Um, I think – the offensive line had some issues early, you know, blocking FAU, which, you know, you kind of like find it hard to believe. But uh, that defensive end, I think his name, from what I remember, his name's Hendrickson, was uh, giving Trevor Darling fits all night. And then it got to the point where they had to put a second guy out there to contain him. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that, that those struggles did kind of make Kaya a little uneasy early. And it, it, it carried on as the game went on. Um, but – I wouldn't overreact, to be honest with you. I mean, they've run a very vanilla pass offense the first two weeks, uh, <laughs> limited opportunities. They focused on, on running the football. And, you know, yes, he's missed, you know, I guess, maybe three or four passes that he should have hit in the first two weeks and that you, you have to hope he'll hit as the season goes on. But I really wouldn't overreact to that any more than I would overreact to the successes that we saw in weeks one and two. Um, the schedule is going to progressively get more difficult. The team's going to have to play better. And, uh, you know, I think it, it really starts this weekend. I mean, yeah, the Appalachian State is a team full of two-star players, but they're going to be two-star players who are playing like it's the last game of their lives, which is going to probably make them th- at least three-star players. You know, Miami should be able to win this game. I believe they'll, they can win it handily, but they're going to have to take it seriously. They're going to have to go up there uh, focused and, and, and play well. I think they will. Uh, do you think we'll ever get to see Stacy Coley be a deep threat like he was as a freshman? He never, they never throw deep to this guy. I don't get it. No, I, I think they tried for? to get him deep once against FAMU. Um, I don't recall them going deep to him against FAU, but I, I think it goes without saying that getting the ball to Stacy Coley deep will definitely be a part of the offense in every game, and they'll continue to look for those opportunities. I mean, there's no reason not to. Right. Okay, and my last point, I was a little concerned about the nine penalties. I thought we were going to get rid of that with Mark Rick. That's ridiculous, nine penalties against FAU. Well, he, he thought it was ridiculous, too, and, you know, he put the onus on himself that maybe he wasn't communicating it well enough. And um, out of practice this morning, um, we heard him discussing it with the team in, in very clear terms and, and, and telling them, you know, let's get this corrected right now before it gets them beat. You know, let's not be sitting here trying to correct this after we lose. Let's correct it right now. Um, these penalties will cause you to lose football games and – you know, you, you need to, you know, stop being selfish and, and stop getting the this, this, this stupid macho man penalties where you jump up in pe- people's faces and things like that. The offensive line has to be more disciplined and not get pre-snap penalties and, uh, you know, just do a better all-around job as a football team and making sure that they don't pile up the penalties the way they did the other night. So he's trying to address it. 
you, you saw kids at the end of practice today doing up downs and things like that. You know, they're they're taking it very seriously. So all we can do is move on to the next Saturday and and, and see if all that extra curricular activity going on between the talking and the extra exercises um, sends the message and, and gets guys to be more disciplined. All right, one last thing on recruiting. They really have to get some offensive linemen in this class besides the ones they have already. Uh, because before you know it, Darling, McDermott, Linder, and a dog will be gone. And then what are we going to do? These other guys they brought in obviously don't cut the mustard. So do you know of any – how are we doing with Leatherwood and uh, this guy from Louisiana? Any chance on those two? You know, it, it, Leatherwood without question is a long shot. You know, let's be honest. If Miami has a great season, I I think that you know may he might consider it. Uh, it'll also depend probably on who else Alabama gets. Um, the kid from Louisiana, I I think there's a, there's there's a greater chance there. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say it's definitely gonna happen or anything like that. Um, you're talking, I think about Adrian Ely from uh, yeah. yeah Adrian Ely from uh, Baton Rouge University right. and. Uh, you know, I think there's a chance there, but uh, you know, it, it, so far he, he hasn't really shown like ridiculous interest to the point where he's made a bunch of trips um, down here. So it, it's hard to really make a prediction there. But uh, my guess is the two of them are probably a little bit of long shots. I mean, you know, Zach Dykstra's committed. You know, Hillary um, from Brunswick, Georgia, is committed. You know that Navon Donaldson is committed. Um, I would keep an eye on Kadeem Telfort from Booker T. Uh, I know he's committed to Florida, but I, you know, Miami will continue to recruit him all the way down to the wire. You see, you'll see what what happens there. Um, there's a, a kid by the name of Caleb Chandler from Jefferson, Georgia. Uh, he's going to visit Miami at, at, at some point. I'd keep an eye on him. Um, and another by the name of uh, Tariq Bateman from Gadsden City, Alabama. Uh, Michigan leads for him, but um, he did say he'd be visiting Miami. So uh, keep an eye on him as well. And I would expect more to emerge, um, obviously, as the as the weeks go by. All right, Gary. Thank you very much. All right, Greg. Thanks for uh, getting us started tonight, as always. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight is the number. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Greg brought up a topic that I'm sure is going to come up a lot tonight. Um, Brad Kaya and his uneven play here early in the season. Uh, we spoke to Brad today. I'll play that interview for you in a little bit. Uh, but uh, obviously, Brad Kaya is going to need to play better football as the season goes on. You have to think that he will. Uh, but a lot of attention on Brad Kaya. All right, let's go out to the 404, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, how you doing, man? This is Roland from New Orleans. What's up, Roland? How you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Got a quick, got a couple quick questions. Um, overall, I mean, I know it was FAMU and FAU, but um, when you look at that defense, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to compare, compare to any of the 2000s, you know, 2003, 2002, but just the aggressiveness, just the attitude. 
I mean, you you just can't help but to see that first and foremost, regardless if they're playing FAMU or they're playing Fort Valley State, just the effort. I mean, because, I mean, this, this time last year, if we would have been playing uh, if we played FAMU or FAU, that score would have been 28-7 at halftime. So, you got to give definitely give kudos to the to the defense because they, they they got energy. You got uh, DNs, D tackles, um, uh, creating um, you know some chaos. You got corners playing well. So I mean, it's not, so far it's a good start. You know, from from a defensive pers- for, uh, perspective. Roland, it, it couldn't be better. I mean, the, you know, let's be honest. If you look at what what's going on here. In in the early part of the season, I mean, I'm I'm not sure, you know, what more you, you really could have could have expected. I mean, you know, tackles tackles for a loss. I don't know what that noise is rolling, but get rid of it. They um tackles for a loss. They've got 28 in the first two games. That's number that's number one in the nation. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna turn you off here. I'll I'll come back to you in case you have another question, but that noise is uh is no good. All right, so they're they're number one in the nation, tackles for a loss with twenty eight. They're number two in the nation with sacks. They have ten of them so far this season, which is unbelievable in comparison to what's been going on here for the last decade. Um they're number one in the nation in rushing defense with thirty four point five yards a game. Um, they've blocked two punts if you want to carry it over to special teams and, um, just phenomenal, phenomenal football being played by the defense. And, and you you can't say enough about what Manny Diaz is doing now. Let's qualify it by saying they haven't really been challenged, you know, yet by a a top shelf team, obviously. I, I think FAU is, is, is somewhat confident on offense and, and they did a great job against FAU. But the thing that stands out to me is, and you guys, as we go forward in the show tonight, can talk about this, you know, yourselves, is I, every single guy on the defense looks better. And, and, and that's a tribute and testament to the coaching they're getting at the position level. And, you know, you start with the defensive linemen, so much hype for Craig Kuligowski coming in here as the D-line coach. Um, but you know, hype is one thing, delivering is another, and, and it looks like he's delivered. I mean, you go right down the list, Chad Thomas, McIntosh, Norton, uh, Demetrius Jackson, um, Gerald Willis, um, you know, Trent Harris. You, you go go through the whole lineup, guys, Joe Jackson, a true freshman out there making plays. I, I mean, every single one of those guys – has been doing just a, a phenomenal job. So, uh, and then you go to the linebacker position. I mean, my God, you got three true freshmen lining up and playing in the front line and and looking like they're juniors or seniors. I mean, that's incredible, guys. I mean, seriously. I mean, that is. I, I hope everyone appreciates what they're watching because you know, for those guys to be playing at the level they're playing at, it to me is absolutely incredible. Um, and then you go to the defensive backfield. Um, you know, Sheldrick Redwine is making really nice plays the other night, uh, looking like a quality corner, you know, like he's developing into a quality corner. Uh, you saw how good Colbert looked week one. He's a little banged up right now. He'll be back in a couple weeks, uh, moving around pretty, pretty well, by the way, and, and should, should be back if not for Georgia Tech, certainly for Florida State, but he was, he was doing well. Corn Elder, his looks phenomenal out there. Uh, you were hoping he'd be a, a solid number one corner this year, and it looks like he is. Um, so, 
you know, the, the safeties haven't had a ton of opportunities, but, um, you know, Rayshon Jenkins, I, I don't know if you, if he stood out to you the way he stood out to me, but he, he's been incredible. Um, Jamal Carter needs to be more disciplined, you know, can't be getting stupid penalties. And uh, I'm sure he'll have his opportunities as the season goes forward. But really, like, what beef would anybody have if they wanted to have one about the defense? The defense has just been flat great. And uh, I'm sure everyone out there listening to the show tonight is extremely excited about it. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Let's go out now to the 917 where you're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's up? BK Hurricane. What's up, BK? How you Hello? doing this week? Yeah, that's you. Yeah, I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, listen, uh, I know everybody was, you know, was talking about, you know, the whole Brad Kaya thing. You know, like, it did worry me to see him miss, like, so many open passes. And, you know, like, it seemed like he was pumped up, a little too pumped up. You know, he was overthrowing a lot of passes. I know you said not to worry about it, but for a guy as accurate as Kaya, you know, it's kind of something to worry about. Nah. He, he, he overthrew a couple balls. He overthrew a couple balls. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, the, but it was, you know, uh, the, the, the first interception was bad. He didn't see the linebacker. No, no argument there. Right. The second one was not his fault. He got hit throwing, and the ball went to, straight to the defense defensive guy. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think we just got to have something to worry about, to be honest with you. But I mean, it, you know, I mean, it, otherwise it wouldn't be football season. But. Uh, I just I don't see this as a major problem. I really don't. Like it's not like he said Brad Kaya suddenly lost his talent. If, if there's any issue with Brad Kaya, it's the ridiculous expectations that have been put on him before the season even started, and people talking about him being the top pick in the NFL draft and all kinds of nonsense like that. I don't care who you are, you know, if, if what kind of human being you are, what kind of experiences you've had, whether you're you know forty. 42 or, or, or 20 or whatever, when somebody starts putting that type of label on you, talking about you being the number one pick in the NFL draft, and you start thinking about what that would mean and everything else, I mean, I don't care. It's got to affect you. I mean, you know, you're, it's got, you know, you're going out on the field. It, it, somewhere in your mind, it's registering that you have to live up to that standard. So, right. you know, that could have something to do with it also, let's be honest. But, uh I don't, I don't think Brad Kaya is a major concern. Yeah, so, like, with the um, loss of Sam Bruce and how uh, Rick said he would play pretty much, you know, an integral part in the wide receiving core and before he got hurt, like, where does that leave our wide receiving core now with a possible, you know, explosive player like Bruce going down? Like, like you know, like who's the they next played... man up? It, it, you know, well, you know? I, I talked about this two weeks ago. I mean – Sam Bruce and, and Mullins are at the bottom of the receiver depth chart. You're talking about the eighth and ninth guys. I mean, I don't think it's any different than it was before he went down. It's, you know, I just I don't think Sam Bruce was going to make a major contribution this year. He came in late. Uh, they've got other guys ahead of him that fill the same role, like a you know Braxton Barrios. You've got Herndon and Njoku who line up in the slot a lot and things like you know. I just unless there was a rash of injuries. I don't think that he was going to play a huge role this year, so I don't. Oh, really? I don't see that. Uh, I see that as another thing that happened. I don't see it impacting the season. Oh, okay. Um, I was just pretty much basing it off of you know some of the things that Rick was saying about him. I said, okay, maybe this kid does have a chance to like you know 
you know, like, you know, kind of like make a difference and kind of like help out at the wide receiver position because I, um, I don't know what's going on with the kid, um, you know, uh, what's his name, Dayal Harris. Yeah, he's fine. So, like, I haven't. He just, he, he just hasn't okay. gotten a lot of balls, but, but he's fine. You'll see. He'll make plays as the year goes on. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just waiting to see the I mean, tight end. kept the passing become... offense very close to the vest, BK. I mean, let's be honest. I think he rolled yeah. out one play the other night. You know, one play. The, the deep ball to the Joku was like a schemed up, you know, creative passing play. That's it. I mean, I didn't see another one the whole night. Everything else was very basic. Okay, 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 okay. All right, like one last question. Like with the, you know, like with what we're seeing from Mark, Mark Walton now, what's the likelihood of, of us seeing, uh, um, you know, the bus like, you know, like into games, because if Walton and Yearby are doing what they're doing, I think, you know, we're going to see very limited of, you know, you know, the bus, you know, coming in there, you know, they're not letting them on the field. I mean, they're not letting them on the field. Now I thought they could have played them a little bit in the fourth quarter the other night. I didn't see any need to have Walton and Yearby out there in the fourth quarter once the game was in hand. Um, But those other two guys are playing so darn well that, they're not letting Thomas Brown even worry about Gus the bus. And yeah, that's unfortunate for Gus. And and I, I think it, to be fair to Gus, I think they will find ways to give him some opportunities here as the season goes on. I don't think they're just going to leave him sitting over there. And um, the likelihood that somebody's going to get nicked up and have to miss a game between Walton and Yearby is pretty good. I mean, I'd be shocked if both of them went through the whole season and never had to miss a game. Um, so you got to have that depth. But uh, there's nothing wrong with Gus. They just those other guys are just playing so well. Yeah, I see, I see, I see. Like Mark Walton, I'm really impressed by him. Like he's, you know, like Joe Yearby seems a little bit more shiftier than he, he is. But for some reason, I think Mark has the better breakaway speed. Like he's, if he gets he, into he, the open, I think Mark yeah, is more no likely to break it. Oh, way more explosive. There's no question about it. They're two totally yeah. different types of backs. I mean, Yearby is the is, is you know is known for his cuts and 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 those type of things. Walton is just explosive as hell, and, and he's faster this year than he was last year. And um, he's a big time running back now. There's no question about it. All right, so that pretty much means we won't see Travis Homer at all then either. <laughs> Not much. He he's going to be mostly a special teams guy. But he's doing a great job on special teams. Okay. All right, Gary. That's pretty much it. I'm just looking forward to them unleashing those wide receivers soon. That's it. Keep me up. They will. They will. Just be patient. Thanks for being part of the show. 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go now to the 754. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's happening, Gary? How you feeling? It's Jerome. Hey, what's up, Jerome? I'm feeling good. How you doing? Oh, man, blessed, blessed, man. Hey, I, I, I went out to the game uh, Saturday, and uh, I have to commend my fellow Hurricane fans for these uh, past two weeks, uh, you know, for the way they've shown up. Because, uh, you know, you know, Gary, if we're going to, you know, with Mark Rick, with the ability he has to recruit uh, coming from the Southeast Conference, and we're – I think we don't really realize how much we can help showing up at that stadium and pressing those recruits to, you know, to lean this way and, and possibly, you know, and sign with us because they want to see an, a, an atmosphere. They want to see a, a, a great college atmosphere 
in that stadium. And Gary, by the way, they have done a tremendous job with that stadium. I was so impressed, man. That that it's thing great. is, is it's really loud. Great, it? Yeah, it's loud, and those screens, Gary, are so. I mean, they're just pristine, clear, man. It's it's just incredible, man. I I mean, I just. I just felt like I, I was sitting in a brand new stadium, man. Not a drop of water, rain hit me, and everything. Or you know, and it. it and, but Gary, well, you weren't I under one of those this. leaks, huh? Did you see those? Yeah, leaks? I was. I was. A, yeah, I was up under. <laughs> I was up under. But, but Gary, I gotta. I gotta say this here, man. Uh, God, about you think five hundred million dollars buys you a roof with no leaks? Uh, yeah, they, they have yeah, a bad leak. Right. They have a bad yeah, leak they, problem it, there. Yeah, it was it was a leak, but you know something, Gary. It looked like they left room. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some years to come that they possibly can have an extension to close the thing. Look like to me, it looked yeah, like they left I, I don't some. Know some... I, I don't think that's in the plan, but they definitely are going to make the contractors fix those leaks. That you can feel yeah. pretty sure of. And uh, I yeah. know they're planning on doing a lot of work over there. They've they've got a few weeks before the Dolphins come to come home, and uh, I, I know that they're doing a lot of work at the stadium right now. Uh, on that yeah, roof and yeah. finishing finishing off some of the areas and and I'm sure they're trying to address some of the leaks. Yeah, getting to, getting to Brad Kyer, Gary. I'm I'm concerned, Gary, because I if the running game is there, I'm definitely looking for his play action, his uh you know to to be you know to to be more effective uh, in those situations if when we're running the ball uh, as well as we were the other day, particularly in the second half. And uh, I'm looking for him to hit those, make those uh, those throws uh, in in those in those key situations, especially on third down. And uh, hopefully that will materialize and and come come to uh, you know manifest and, and, and you know and before our eyes and we can uh, continue to to roll on that way uh, offensively because we look like we got something going pretty good. I'm just so surprised by what Manny Diaz. Even though I, I understand who it was we played, but I'm just surprised the way we now you see guys. He, he's allowing these guys to play the way they used to playing coming here uh, from little league and everything. They used to attacking and everything. And, and for the last five years, we we were sitting back on an average giving up first down almost five yards a play. I mean, we were, we were in the hole on just about every third down was a short yardage for the other team. Now we got them, you know, I, I believe, well, once again, it was Sam Hill, so I don't want to get all, all hyped up, but I believe we can progress to where we're putting better teams, the good teams, in longer situations on third downs, uh, uh, Gary, and, and putting more pressure. So well, I'm just hoping this will uh, come to pass, as you know, as we continue to hopefully improve and, and, and see what we all want to see, Gary. Yeah, I think you will. I mean, you're you're seeing it on defense now. It's the offensive turn, and and hopefully the defense maintains its standard of play as the season goes forward. I don't know if yeah, they'll be number yeah. one in the country in all these categories the whole no, year. No, 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 but, no. But no. uh, <laughs> but but you know they're doing very well. They're getting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, they're executing Manny Diaz's schemes as well as they could be executed. Um, yeah. The individual progression, as I just talked about, is outstanding. I mean, there's really nothing negative you could say. I mean, it's it's uplifting. Yeah, I know. You know to be, yeah, I mean, yeah, to be sitting yeah. here talking about defense and being able to be so positive is, is just, you know, it's something that everybody in the Canes Nation hasn't been able to do in a very long time. And I think yeah, it's very uplifting. Yeah. yeah. Hey, 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 Gary, uh, 
who is number seventy-one? I look on the depth chart, the defensive lineman. Uh, I didn't, I couldn't find who, whoever this this kid is. Uh, number seventy-one. If, you know, later on in the show, if you happen to, to pull sure it up, not, or, sure it's not. The, it, it's it, it's definitely not seventy one. There is no seventy one on the team. I think no I think what you're looking at is thirty one. Demetrius Jackson. Now, this this kid was in the interior from what I saw. Uh, you know, he he wasn't like Demetrius is on the perimeter. This kid was yeah, in the interior. Um, you know, I, I think so I'm, I'm maybe maybe, maybe no, 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 I'm, then you're talking about ninety one, which is Gerald Willis. I saw Gerald Willis. Gerald Gerald Willis came in and. Uh, I believe he's going to be as good as advertised uh, uh, as the season yeah, goes on. Him and uh, Ken- Kendrick Norton. There's no on the roster unless somebody switched numbers the other night and they didn't tell us, but I don't know. Okay. There's no maybe, maybe, that, I, maybe that was the case. Then I'm getting old, too. So, <laughs> But, Gary, uh, also, I, I left the stadium, man, just so excited thinking about the future with Mark Rick here recruiting that stadium like it is, the noise level. And, you know, once he gets his level of uh, uh, recruiting, his talent in, uh, Gary, it's, it's going to be just it's, – it's going to be good, Gary. It's going to be good. The indoor pra- practice facility, so many things are flowing. Uh, we're getting ready to come off uh, this thing, what, next month? And it's it, it just a lot of things to look forward to, Gary. Yes, it is. We finally have yeah. a football season here. So it's going to yeah. be exciting yeah. one way or the other uh, every single yeah. week. I think this team is going to bring excitement into your life. And, uh, yeah. hey, you know, that's all you can ask at this point. Yeah. Well, Gary, thank you so much for you and Kane Sports. You know, you do a wonderful job. It's a great venue. It's just, you know, something to look forward to, uh, you know, when the season is on. And, and uh, once again, you and your staff, y'all do such a wonderful job with the magazine and this show. Thank you, man. We appreciate you being a part of and it put all. Me on. Yeah, put me on. You, on hold. You, you got it. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Uh, let's go out now to the 443. You're live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? Going once, going twice. All right, you're going to have to call back. Uh, let's go to the 504. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, yeah, what's going on, man? It's rolling again. My fault, man. My phone was was, was uh, acting up there. Oh, okay. You got a different number, though, huh? No, no, no. Work phone, work phone. Oh, okay. So you you're, you're all done, right? So we're, no, you, no, no. Did you I have any question? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, go I ahead. I had a quick question about uh, uh, Jamal Carter. Have you ever thought about moving him uh, to the linebacker position and, 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 and uh, moving Jaquan Johnson? To, uh, strong safety. No, we haven't heard that. You know, the, here's the thing. The, there's the way that the teams play offense today, and you can look at everyone they play: Florida, Florida State, um, mm-hmm. North Carolina, uh, I think Virginia Tech. I mean, all these teams they're going to play down the road, uh, and obviously not Georgia Tech, but where you're going to have to have a special defense. But um, they all play like spread, and 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 it's really you really need that defense that you saw last Saturday with Jaquan Johnson sort of like in a, in a combo role to play Manny Diaz's defense. So 
Uh, I think they'll leave Jamal Carter where he is. I think they like the role that they've created for Jaquan Johnson. Jaquan Johnson has certainly responded to it. I mean, he's looked great out there. I, I mean, mad props to that kid. I mean, he's always been an explosive athlete, but he's he's just taken this opportunity with Jermaine Grace leaving and has just, like, seized the moment. I mean, he he's just playing great. And uh, so I, I think they'll continue to do what they're doing. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, you know, you heading down to the, to uh, to uh, what is it? Where is it? North Carolina? That's what. Where, where, you know, uh, I Appalachia usually State. go to every road game. I, I usually do, but um, the guys on the message board have been talking about wanting to have a watch party and a get together for the site. So I said, you know what? Um, I'll skip the App State trip and and, yes. and stay home, and, and we're we're doing this little watch party at, at Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza, and uh, I hope guys you know, decide to, to come over and watch the game with us over there and eat some pizza and drink, drink some beers and who, uh, it, it should be fun. So, um, no, I'm not going to go to app state this week. I'm, I'm staying home to, to do this, uh, watch party at, at Anthony's. Okay, cool. Well, man, just keep me on. I'm just listening. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Have a good, have a good week. You got it. Thanks as always for yep. being part of the show. All right. Six, four, six, five, nine, five, two, zero, four, eight. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go now to the 727. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? This your boy about to you from Clearwater. Hey, what's, what's up, man? Not much. A um, couple questions. Watch the game Saturday. Um, first off, our defense line, man, it looks definitely different. You're starting to see a lot of push on that defense line compared to getting pushed back. Uh, I think Kuligowski is making a big difference for our defense line there. I agree. I mean, we thought he would, but he had to prove it. He had to prove that it wasn't just a bunch of idle talk. And I, every single one of those guys looks better to me. Yeah, man. They, they starting to get to the quarterback and starting to just get off a, a blocks is, is just totally different from last year, man. Cause, Instead of just sitting back and the stances are different, man, it's, it's like you said, it's coaching because you got the same players, it's just different culture. But oh, do you know yeah. the two players? I think it was Rayshon Jenkins and there was another dude, I think Michael Johnson, that got trucked during the, the touchdown that FAU got. Like, what, what was that? Like, they just had tackling, a bad play. Like, yeah, bad play. I mean, tackling has been great on every other play this year. They just had a bad play. Yeah, that is huge. Um, and Joseph Yerby, man, I I like the kid, but it's something about him that I feel like is he he cannot be a difference maker because it's like when you got he's Mark not. Walton, Mark he's Walton. Not. I mean. Yeah, he, He's a difference maker within the parameters of his capabilities, and 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 he maximizes his his skills. But he's not going to win the Heisman Trophy. And nobody expects him to. Yeah. He's the number two back again, essentially, and he's doing a good job. Yeah, I kind of wish I'd have saw Gus more, man, because I think Gus. I mean, even though Gus doesn't have that breakaway speed, but I feel like Gus has more of a a whole presence now compared to Yearby because it seems like Yearby just likes to run behind our office alignment and just bumps into them every time. Look, he's had over 100 yards the first games. How, how do you sit? We, we can't sit. How do you sit here and criticize Yearby? I mean, he he's played great just as Walton's played great. I don't, 
I don't see any I'm, negatives there. I mean, I mean we'd, we'd have to really be reaching to find negatives in those two guys. Come on. I mean, they're playing pretty darn well. Gary, that, that FAMU game, he had over 70 yards off of one play. Come I understand. On. I understand, but you, you can only do what you can do. And, I mean, they've both been great. That's true. That's true. And, and another thing, those penalties, man, those officer penalties are killing us. I don't, I don't know what's yeah, going on, but it seems like they, that last game, oh, my gosh. Yeah, they got to go. Definitely. Everybody everybody agrees. Rick, Rick's on the case. Uh, you know, as I said earlier in the show, he was talking about it to the team today at practice. They had all the guys that committed penalties last week doing extra up-downs and things like that out on the field. Uh, so they're they're on the case. You know, the guys just got to respect it and respond. That's true, that's true. And last but not least, Gary, what do you think the um, score is going to be in Boone, North Carolina, man? I mean, a number I can't give you. I, I, I don't I, – I mean, I, I think obviously the atmosphere is going to be tough. Uh, I mean, if you put a gun to my head, 24 to 10, I mean, you know, I don't know. But I, 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 I don't think App State over the course of the entire football game is going to be able to deal with Miami's athletes. I, I think that Miami is just way too fast for them. And, and, and uh, unless they turn the ball over and commit a lot of penalties – uh, I I just see Miami winning by at least a couple touchdowns. I got you, Gary. All right, Gary, keep me on hold. Appreciate you, man. You got it, man. And thank you. you. Thank you for being you next week. Being part. Yep. Thanks for being part of the show. Give us a call again next week. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Moving on down to the seven seven two, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, what's happening? It's the Dirty Bird. How are you tonight? What's up, Dirty Bird? How are you doing this evening? Doing good, man. Hey, a couple quick, quick, quick things for you. Uh, I'm on Richards, man. A couple weeks ago, he had that turf toe. Has he shook that now, or are we, are we past that, or is it still bothering him? It looks like he is. I mean, he's running around out there pretty darn well, other than the one little misstep he had against FAMU. He's, he's making plays, catching the ball. So he, right, he, right. He, 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 he looks like he's over it. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, so, like you say, he looks good on the field, but uh, I just didn't know if that was still uh, still bothering him. So, uh, you know, the other thing, uh, Mark Walton, man, you, you see him sustaining kind of the elite level that he's running at. I mean, I know it's, you know, two lesser opponents, but, uh, you know, he's looked great in my eyes, man. I mean, obviously year B2, but I think uh, as great as, as both of them have been, I think Walton's been better. He has been elite. There's no question about it. I mean, he's playing right now these first two games, if he sustains it and, and builds on it, I mean, he's playing as well as any of the great running backs that have been at Miami. I think he's looked phenomenal. And, um, yeah. you know, hats off to the kid. You know, he's made himself a hell of a football player and uh, clearly is on the cusp of being a superstar. Right. And he seems to be that Rick type back, right? You know, that guy that, guy that Rick likes to feature. So, yeah. good stuff there. So, you know, the other thing, too, is, is, is killing me is everybody beating up Brad, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, look, the kid had a bad game, right? And he's entitled to that, right? So everybody just needs to relax, right? And personally, you know, I mean, you know, I know we know he's going to have a bad game or two or three during the course of the season. I'm glad he had it against an FAU and not against an FSU, right? So. Yeah, no doubt. You still there? Yeah, no, sorry. I cut out. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, no, obviously – 
you'd rather him have a bad game against FAU than FSU. I think that goes yeah. without saying. You, anything else you yeah, got for so, us tonight? Yeah, no, just uh, think it's awesome, man. The, you know, the, the energy around the stadium too. You know, obviously been at both games, man, and uh, you know the the noise in there and just the energy of the fans, and uh, you know it's just been a, a great thing to see. So, thanks to uh, everybody who's been out there. Good stuff. All righty. Well, thanks for being part of the show and give us a call again next week. Thanks, Gary. Yep. All right, guys, I'm going to take a moment right now to talk a little bit about one of our great sponsors of Kane Sport Live. The first week of the NFL season is officially in the books, and I don't know how you guys did with your fantasy football teams, but I'm frustrated as heck, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting shots on the message boards. I think I only finished 17th in the Kane Sport League at FanDuel.com, and I have higher standards for myself. And uh, Antonio Brown came through for me. That was a great pick, but just didn't get enough points this week from the other guys on my team. Uh, You know, I thought Dak Prescott of the Cowboys was going to be a steal, a cheap quarterback that I can latch onto and and, and get some cheap points, and that didn't work out. And um, Lamar Miller was just so-so, and Julio Jones didn't have his standard uh, week, so... Just didn't get enough points to cash this week, but I'm coming back for week two with a vengeance on that Kane Sport League that we have going on FanDuel.com. Um, but if you didn't get in on the fun at FanDuel in week one, no worries because it's not too late because week two is only days away. And, um, you know, FanDuel.com is bringing fantasy football for everyday fans. They have new contests starting every single week. There's no busted seasons. You just pick a contest, you choose your team, and you watch your score in real time. And hopefully you get the bug and you come join us in the Kane Sport League at fanduel.com forward slash Kane. New this year, FanDuel is giving you an upgraded experience. You can get even more contest variety. They have beginner contests for new players only. Um, You can settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. You could try a, a 50-50 contest where the top half win cash. You could play in larger tournaments for even more excitement. And you could play for a dollar. There's choices at FanDuel.com for every single budget. And this week's Sunday Million Contest is paying out at least a million dollars in prizes. So if you want to try to get rich, go to FanDuel and become part of that Sunday Million Contest. And, and take your best shot. Uh, so, you know, basically with FanDuel.com, you have all that fantasy football has to offer. And FanDuel can allow you to be sports rich. Try FanDuel.com now and get up to $50 in free entries. New users who deposit will get five free entries to NFL 50-50 beginner contests, which are valued at up to $50. One entry per week for five weeks. Um, If you go to FanDuel.com, you click the Join Now button, and you use our promo code Kane. That's FanDuel.com. Use the promo code Kane, and you'll get five free entries in beginner contests. And then hopefully you'll make yourself you'll 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 make your way over to FanDuel.com forward slash Kane, and you'll join us in the Kane Sport League as well. So that's FanDuel.com, promo code Kane, void where prohibited. Have a great football season. 
playing fantasy football with FanDuel.com, and we thank them, as always, for being part of Kane Sport Live. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out now to the 256. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's going on tonight, Gary? I'm doing good. Who's this? This is Juan from Alabama. Man. Hey, what's up, Juan? What you got for us this evening? <clears throat> Excuse me. I just wanted to tell everybody, you know, calm down on the Brad Kyle situation, man. Uh, Deshaun Watson won the Heisman last year, which, you know, uh, Kaya could possibly win one this year still. And, you know, you see how Watson played against Troy. I mean, him and Brad had some similar numbers, even though, you know, he rushed for more yards than Kaya, obviously. But anyways, uh, first thing, man, all I got tonight, really, I ain't really even see much of the last game, just the highlights pretty much. I was busy. Uh, I just got a score prediction for you, and I say Kane's 45, App State 17. And that's all I got tonight, Gary. And if there's any right, Alabama man. fans listening, I told y'all to call in again, Alabama fans. If you just happen to be listening, we coming for you. Hurricane for life. Give me a hold, Gary. I think you got it. I think anybody would would gladly take that score that that you're predicting there. Uh, no doubt about it. All right. So much Brad Kaya talk tonight. Uh, his play is on everybody's mind. We spoke to Brad today. And I'm going to go ahead and play that interview for you right now. Here's Brad Kaya. What are your initial thoughts on App State's defense? Just haven't seen them a little bit. Yeah, they're just uh, disciplined. I mean, just disciplined bunch. Um, watched some of them three years ago. It's, it's the same thing, same story. Just, like, year after year, they're always disciplined, and, and they're always um, just hard workers and guys who can really just rally around and just you know play well together. Yeah. You know, you obviously don't look at them as a lesser opponent. So, I mean, do you sort of see them as, you know, a, a major test, like a much bigger jump up maybe from, from these first two teams you played that you handled really easily? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they're, they're 2-0. and um, They were 11-1 last year. Uh, they won their conference. I mean, there's, like, nothing about them should um, be taken lightly. I mean, they're, they're, le- they're a legit college football team. I mean, I think they're, they're, they're I mean, one of the best teams on our schedule, honestly. Um, they, they could probably compete in just about every conference, I'd say. Um, so, I mean, it's not a team that has to be taken lightly. And, I, I mean, this is, you know, circled, circled on, on our schedule as a, as a legit um, opponent. So that's how we're treating it. We're treating them the same as, as we treat Florida State, same as we treat Georgia Tech next week, uh, two weeks from now. So, yeah. Are you surprised as well how well you know, your freshman linebackers are playing? I'm sure you've seen them a lot, you know, practice, but now that they're under the bright lights. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean I'm not surprised at all. I mean they've been here since uh, since January, so I mean I'm not really surprised one bit. I've seen them work. Um, you know we all know what they're capable of, and they're only going to keep just keep getting better from here on out. <coughs> I guess you already asked about the whole Appalachian State thing. I walked in a bit. Uh-huh. Yep. Every week, you, obviously, you can be upset by it, mm-hmm. but this team has a 
appetite for upsetting, you know, bigger programs like yourself? Right. Um, I mean, at this point, you know, and, and um, I mean, for App State, you know, if they beat us, it's not an upset. I mean, because we aren't, you know, I don't think anyone in the country is treating them like a like a smaller tier team. I mean, they're they won their conference. They went 11 and one last year. Um, I mean, they played. I mean, they can probably compete with just about every team in college football. So um, it's not like they're, you know, it's not like they're a lesser opponent for us. Um, the way the way that we're preparing, the, the way that I'm preparing. Um, it's as if we're about to go play Florida State. We're, we're going into Tallahassee. We're going into, you know, Blacksburg, Virginia. Um, that's where I'm preparing, and that's where that I think everyone else is too. What are you feeling right now in the third week? What are you feeling like? Like, you feel like coming together? Is that a good point right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I feel good about things. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to get better every week. Just, um, I, I mean, I think our offense is coming together well. Um, my run game is it's working very well for us right now, and I think we know who, who we can rely on um, on both sides of, you know, both passing and uh, running the ball. Because you're starting to be two freshmen, was there any more pressure on you guys to, to maybe lead as a, as a lead of the team in the offense? Uh, no, I mean, I've seen them since January. Um, I don't really see them as, as a weak point to our team. I mean, I've never seen that. I've never really had any doubt. In those guys, because uh, I mean they aren't your average true freshmen. I mean they've been here since January, so um, I mean we don't see it as that. We see it as um, as a team we have to play, you know, hit on all sides of the ball. They said that they they kind of expected to start as freshmen. Do you remember coming in as a freshman? Did you expect to start? What was that like? Yeah, you know, at that point I knew you know Ryan had just torn his ACL, so I knew I mean I was gonna have to step up at some point. Um, honestly, I mean I was just looking to contribute. Uh, I'm sure they were, but um, I mean, I mean just just. Coming in and um, knowing that you, that as a freshman, you have to play. Um, you just have to have a certain mindset, and I think those guys have it. Fred, I'm sorry if you've already been asked this question. Have you had a chance to watch some of the film from Saturday? I know that you were a student of the game. You love to, you know, analyze your own performance. What were your thoughts a little bit on how you did? Um, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I thought I made good checks, and um, you know, I handled most of my responsibilities pretty well. Um, you know, had, had a couple unfortunate plays and a couple. A couple passes we just missed on by maybe a few inches. Honestly, I mean it was literally a half foot on a couple passes. So um, just 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 uh, you know, um, one thing is just you know just hitting those balls on game day and just hitting those passes. Um, just work, working a few things out with the O line um, is, what, is what I took from. But from you know on another aspect, I thought we did a good job on the ball and you know setting up the you know the, the right call and getting the right check in place and being able to you know just, just to mic it up and go and. Uh, play fast. Now that, you, did well. now that you've had the chance to, to kind of put some of his work into play in a game, you know, your thoughts on just coaches' system, the play calling, and, and just how the transition has gone for you and, and everybody else on the office? Uh, I'm trying to think because the transition started back in January. Um, now it's using it as live action, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, we're 2-0, and we put up, I think, the most points that the team's put up in a while. I mean, it, I mean, a Miami team, a Miami team put up in in um, a while, so I'd say it's going going well. Yeah. So, needless to say, Brad Kaya does not share the distress of the Canes Nation. Uh, hasn't lost confidence in himself. Understands how big of a game this is against Appalachian State, and I expect him to go up to Boone and play very well this weekend. We'll see what happens there. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight six four six. Five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. 
Let's go now to the 318, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? What's going on, Gary? You know, it's the Port City Kane. You know, making I missed hey, you last up, Port week. City? But I, not much, uh, but missed you last week, but I caught you this week. Just want to say that I've been thoroughly impressed with the defense. It's almost like it's unbelievable. You know, it's like a phenomenon. You know, so we hadn't seen in a real long time where we've seen aggressive defense and we've seen guys getting in there and getting out to the quarterback. You know, it's just, you know, because I'm talking about when you look at the number of tackles for loss, you know, that's under the previous regime. That's like a year's worth in one game, you know, and it just it's just totally refreshing to see that, uh, you know, that our defense is playing like that because if the offense had to play, you know, and they and they had maybe a little mulligan, but if you're going to have a mulligan, that's the game to have a mulligan in, not in some of our bigger games. But I'm talking about had the offense been firing on all four cylinders, you know, we would have had, you know, basically our second and third team playing in the second half because the defense came out of there. I'm thoroughly impressed with those young linebackers. I was happy to see that Joe Jackson was um, getting those tank, tackles. But I think that the size of our linebackers – is going to help us as we move down the road because uh, the smaller linebackers will be able to track those uh, mobile quarterbacks. And I think that because when you look at it, we don't have a lot of Cam Newtons out there. You know, the guy from Florida State, he's a very mobile quarterback. But our linebackers are there, and I'm just thoroughly impressed with Pinkney and uh, just the development of our players. But I just wanted to just say that, I mean, it's just unbelievable to see our defense playing like that. I was a little concerned, I mean, about Njoku when he dropped the ball because it's like he's one of our difference makers and one of those tough matchups that opposing teams have to deal with, with him and Herndon, and we need those guys to really uh, come through and make those big-time catches because we get into the Florida States and especially against the Pittsburghs and the rest of them, we're going to need those guys to be – right there. Uh, and just like I was listening to him, I'm, you know, the running backs are running pretty good. I would have liked to see a little bit of Gus Edwards because I think that Gus Edwards, you know, we are, the, the reality of it is Gus Edwards has never played in the FSU game. He's been at the program almost four years, but he's never played in, F, in the FSU game. And one of those games, I think that, you know, the game when they came back on us in the second half, you know, had Gus been present, and available to go, we probably would have won that game. So, you know, if if we can set, save him until that second half of that season, then that's cool too, you know. But I, like I say, the secondary and outlaw guy, even uh, Michael Jackson was out there making plays, and you were seeing the aggressiveness of that secondary because you, in order to be aggressive, you have to be confident. And they and they, and it's not it's not just the tangibles that the coaches are bringing, but it's the intangibles and these guys seem like they're confident and they believe in it. Just got one question after this, and I'm going to be gone. Uh, is, has the, has the, has the uh, boat uh, flew or the ship flown or the rest of it, whatever you call it, for Judy and Grimes have this coaching staff just basically uh, just say, hey, look, neither one of those guys are going to uh, be a part of this class? Are they just giving up Grimes, on those two receivers? Grimes, I would say yes. Judy, I don't think they'll give up on until signing day. You know, I, I think there's there's always a chance with Judy, um, but uh, but but Grimes, 
I think that ship has definitely sailed. I'm not sure, even with all his BS, that it ever uh, came at the port, even for a minute. But uh, he insisted he was considering Miami. But there just never was really any evidence that he was serious about it. So, um, but Judy, you know, has spent some time down at the U. And uh, while I wouldn't predict that he would flip, I don't think they'll stop recruiting them. Well, and, you but know, I do want to let me before you go on. Let me just take a second though. I want I wanted to comment on a couple things you mentioned, and you know, one of them was the drops by David Njoku, and uh, that was something that we've observed in in the time that we've been at on the practice field. Uh, Njoku needs to work on his hands, and he's just a little too loose out there. You know, needs to get a little bit more serious about his pass catching and 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 work on that because uh, he drops a lot of balls. We we've seen him drop a bunch in practice. We've seen him drop a couple in games now uh, so far this year. And, uh, man, they're counting on that kid way too much for him to be doing that. And um, if he wants to keep being counted on the way they're counting on him, uh, I think he's going to have to do a better job in that regard or else uh, Chris Turnden very quickly is going to step in there and, and start taking all of his catches. I know Chris is already getting the ball a little bit, but, um, you know, you just can't have a guy dropping balls like that, you know, on a regular basis. So uh, definitely has to work on that. And the other thing that I thought you said, which was a great comment, um, was you mentioned guys like Michael, Michael Jackson out on the field making plays. And uh, aside, the, the thing that's really stood out to me so far this season and has really, really surprised me is there have been guys, you know, like Ryan Fines and Michael Jackson that you really didn't expect were going to make a huge contribution to this team this year. And they've gotten a chance to play in the first couple games and, uh, they've really represented themselves pretty darn well. And and I, I do think that that also goes back to the coaching that's taking place where you could legitimately say that just about every single guy on this roster has shown up better this year than he was in the past. And, and, uh, and that's a tribute to the coaching staff. There's no question about it. Okay. Let me, let me say this one thing, you know, I think uh, just like the other guy was commenting about the offensive line and uh and 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 Donaldson Donaldson has to be in this class, and I want to ask a question. Uh, you can answer this question. This will be the last thing. What position does Donaldson project to? And also uh, another thing is is uh is I as I noticed Ryan Fines, even when the guy had you know busted the tackles and was running to the end zone, he still followed the guy all the way down the field. And that says a lot about pride, hustle and who you are. And when people, you know, as a fan, you see a guy who you don't think even have a chance of catching the guy, but for the guy to keep on running all the way down to the field just in case he stumbles or just in case he gets in to reach anything happen, that says a lot about the pride of that player. And uh, that's the, and after that, you know, what position does Donald project to? Is he a guard or is he a tackle? I think he could play either. Okay. I think he could play either. And would, and, uh, but and would he be elite at either one of? Them? Would he be elite? I think he'd be elite yeah, at either position. I I I love the kid. I think he's a great prospect. I'm a little nervous that he's you know maybe getting a little bit too big here and and, and is enjoying the recruiting process too much. I I think they're gonna have to hold their breath on him right up till signing day. Uh, I really do. Uh, I think that other people are getting in on him and. <laughs> I don't think that commitment is is secure by any means. I think they need to stay on that one real hard till signing day. Okay, then put me on hold, Gary, and I talk I'll talk to you next week. You got it, man. Thank you for being part of the show. 
646-595-2048, you hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Moving on along, let's go out now to the 443, where you're live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? Going once, going twice, all right, you're going to have to call back. Let's go to the 813. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. Hey, um, who's this? I wanted to. This is uh, Andre from Tampa. What's up, Andre? Um, How you doing this? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Hey, um, I, I'm, I'm, I was, I was just wondering. Me and the guys was having a talk, and we know that Brad Kite is so advanced and how he prepared for the game, um, for each game and everything. Do you think that – I'm just saying my big crazy question. We brought this up. Do you think Mark Rich made it so simple where it's not challenging, like he's not challenged enough to go out and perform or he needs to be in a certain, like, situation where it's like it's like uh, his first year as a freshman been put in a situation where he had to run these plays and do the things he needed to do. That's one of the questions. I mean, because it seems like everything is so basic where it's like he having a hard time because the wide receivers are not getting open because everybody already know what they're going to run. The same, like they run the same plays over and over. Uh, it just is so simple where we're looking at, okay, he's, he's, not doing, he's not doing that good. He's overthrowing. But really, if we look, the offense, the wide receivers are well guarded. You know what I mean? Some of them got two people on them. So do you think that might be the situation he might be having? I, I, I'm not overthinking this thing. I think he's just missed a couple throws. That's all. I'm not, uh, I'm not making it a bigger deal than, than what I think it is personally. I, I, I think he's fine. Uh, could he be pressing a little bit because of all the preseason hype and all? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely could see that. I mean – you know, like I said earlier in the show, you you, you start talking about how the kid's going to be a top five NFL pick before he's even started the season, and he's, ne- he's he's never won a game. I mean, it's not like he's won big ball games or anything like that. So you know, people are putting an awful lot of pressure on him before the season even started. Has that had an effect? Uh, you know, we don't know. It could it, it could be, but I'm not worried about Brad Kaya. I'm not overthinking it. I, I think as time goes on, he'll be fine. He'll make plenty of plays. Okay. Um, you were saying, okay, I know we were talking about this, uh, the offensive lineman, uh, Telford, from he's committed to the Gators, okay? And yep. uh, we were talking about maybe we could flip him. But when we, all, we, all we might be at the end looking at almost like a switch where we got Telford might be coming to the Hurricanes and Donaldson to the Gators. I don't know where he might go, but I I, I don't know. I, I'm I just think I think Donaldson, you're holding your breath right till signing day, and and he's the one recruit I don't think they can afford to lose. He's he's an elite no. offensive line from Dade County. You can't afford to lose that kid. But you know I haven't seen him out at the games. He I, he, I don't think he was there the first couple weeks. Um, you know I, I've I, I've the, the, when I've been face to face with him over the summer. 
the body language kind of – I wasn't crazy about what I was seeing. I mean, he kept telling me, I'm going to Miami, I'm going to Miami, but I just – you know, I wasn't buying that it's a done deal. I just – I think you're going to have to watch that one the signing day. Well, as long as he ain't visiting other schools, games. He took some trips over the summer. He's been to other schools. You know, he's not, okay. he's not visiting them right, right now, but uh, – that doesn't mean he won't, uh, you know. Oh, okay, I got one more. This, this last question. Do you think, I, I, man, I, I love our running back. And, I, I, I man, Mark Walton is looking, he looking phenomenal, okay? Do you think, I'm just saying, do you think this is Gus game when we go to Boom, North Carolina? Do I you think, think any game, Gus, I'm a Gus Edwards fan. And I think any game that he gets an opportunity in can turn into his game. Um, you know, he just he needs chances. And, and right now he's number three on the depth chart. He's not getting them. Uh, Thomas Brown believes in riding his top two guys. And uh, Walton and Yearby are the top two guys right now. They're getting the opportunities. But if Gus Edwards' number is called at some point here as we go forward, I think he'll deliver. I, I, I like him. I'm a Gus Edwards fan. Oh, I'm a I'm a big Gus Edwards fan, you know. But I, I'm just saying, it's like pretty much this is gonna be a power game. I think they all I think the defensive line is averaging what two fifty, two fifty five the most. You know what I mean? And I I just see if our offensive linemen line up uh, double tight and just say, okay, we just go get these, just push them. I think that's a good Edwards game. I mean, I know it's Mark game. He runs power, but I think this is just a game where you just put in Gus the Buck. And just tell me, hey, run off this tackle, run in between the tackles, and make this your game. So, but that's all I got to ask. You know, I appreciate, you know, just keep me on hold. But go, you got it, man. Thank, th- thank you, as always, for being part of the show. 646-595-2048. Hit number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go down to the 305, home of the U. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How are you? Doing great. Who's this? Adam. What's up, Adam? What you got for us this uh, week? Couple questions. One, does it worry you with um, App State running that read option? Because in the last couple of years, we have been horrible against the read option. I don't know if no, it was I mean, due to. I think it's a whole different deal, man. I let me tell you something. The way those guys are playing on the interior, I I don't know. I mean. Uh, unless these linemen for App State are so much better than what FAU put on the field the other day. And, I mean, they are dominating the line of scrimmage. And that's why Miami's number one in the country right now in rush defense. Um, you know, McIntosh and Norton, I mean, those guys are, are absolutely dominant up front the first two weeks of the season. Uh, I can't wait to see how they do as we move forward, um, especially – uh, against Georgia Tech, but you know, obviously they got to get through this weekend first. But I think those guys have been great against the run, and they're they're taking away the inside running game. And um, you know, Chad Thomas, Demetrius Jackson, those guys have been getting up the field. The linebackers are playing well. Uh, I mean, I think you got to respect App State. I think they do a great job running the football. They're very well coached, yeah. and I think this would be a greater test in that regard yeah. than FAU was. But do I think you or anybody else should be scared? I mean, no. I mean, it's a football well, game. you got just got to go out and play well. Yeah. Well, it's not scared. It's more concerned because we've seen this before, especially under the golden era, where we were look good early. 
and then against the team you're supposed to be, we just fell apart. Yeah, and, well, this isn't the golden era anymore. You know, you yeah, you got a new scheme. You got kids that are excited yeah. about the scheme and are responding. I think you have a little more depth in in terms of guys contributing, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's actually starting to show up as some quality depth. I mean, I'm listen. I've been very impressed by what I've seen so far. Uh, very okay. impressed. But again, I, I anybody that would make the comment it's only FAMU or FAU, I would totally agree with that. I don't think yeah. you overreact to it. I think you're encouraged and excited about it. <laughs> I don't think you overreact to it. They obviously got to keep showing it. Yeah. Um, and a couple of recruiting questions. Do you see us taking Brinny if he wants to flip from Georgia? Because we already have a lot of DBs committed, and if I don't think Carter, so. I don't commits, think he's. I don't think that kid's big time on the radar unless it change, has changed or changes. Um, okay. I don't Because I saw I don't he think was at the that, FAU game. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's around. I mean, you, you never know. But I think there's other guys that are priorities there. Okay. And um, there was a linebacker who decommitted from Georgia, and it was on the rival site, and I can't remember his name. Do you see him being an option even if we get wilder? Um, you're talking about Breon Dixon. And, um, yes. Yeah, I mean, DJ Dallas is trying to recruit him. Uh, I think that they're serious about him and, and, and trying to get him to come to Miami. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, and, again, I think I heard, do you see Telford flipping from Florida? Because I think they're trying to get, they're going to try to get him to flip, and they have been trying, and will continue to keep trying. Uh, I wouldn't make a prediction but, that it'll happen. But he has you know, Rand, shut down his Randy Shannon when he's recruiting a kid like that does a pretty good job. Yeah, but he hasn't shut down his recruiting for Florida. Um, he he has. I mean, at least you know publicly. I think he's listening to Miami. Okay. I don't think we, I don't think he would go anywhere else. Uh, if it's if he's going to flip anywhere, it's going to be to Miami. Otherwise, he's going to stick with Florida. Okay. And do you see um, – last question. Do you see us going after any wide receivers? I mean, I know we lost Scott, and I know we're going after Holloway and Smith. But do you see us going after any other wide receivers if we don't um, get either one of them? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think that it's, a, it's, it's obviously one of the greatest – positions of need in recruiting. I think they're constantly yeah. um, looking at receivers. I mean, obviously, you've got that the the the, uh, the Holloman kid up in Georgia who's buddies mm-hmm. with DJ Dallas. I mean, being recruited extremely hard. Um, Devonta Smith from Louisiana is being recruited extremely hard. So, you know, yeah, I, I think that they're continuously looking for guys. Okay. And what about McFarland? Because apparently we're in his top three with Maryland and Alabama. Correct. Yeah, they're, they're still uh, – you know he broke his ankle, but uh, yeah. same injury Joe Yerby actually had. Um, but, yes, they, they are continuing to recruit him and are very much in the picture there. Okay. Well, thanks, and have a great rest of the show. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for, for being you. part of it. Okay. All right, let's go now to the 786. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, 
twice, you're going to have to call us back. Uh, another call from the 786. So let's stay there. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, how are you doing this evening? Doing great. Who's this? This is Everything 305 calling. I just want to check up, in with you and, and uh, see if uh, you had any updates uh, with regards to uh, Navon Donaldson. I heard I caught a little bit at the end here just catching on board. But um, Yeah, the only the the update I have is I would hold your breath on that one until signing day. You know, I, 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 I find think it that disturbing that you mentioned that he didn't come to any of the games thus far. He hasn't been to any of our games. I mean, we've we didn't there. see him. We didn't see him there. Wow. Unless he came wow. in late. We didn't see him. I, I just we've talked about this earlier. I mean, earlier in the season, he's got a, he's our number one guy locally. We've got to get him. If we don't keep him, it's going to be very difficult to have an overall class that's going to have an impact. I, yeah, I, I totally agree. You, you, you can't call the he. You have to get that kid. I agree. It's the greatest position of need. Uh, he's an elite player from right down the street, Miami Central. Got to end up winning that one. Gary, what what are your thoughts right now uh, going into Boone North Carolina? What are your thoughts right now um, overall with our defense and and how facing an opponent that I think is is definitely uh, at a higher tier than uh, a higher level rather than FAU is both offensively and defensively. What are your thoughts going into uh, to Boone and and what what are the keys you think that we have to do on offense and defense? Well, I I mean defensively they just got to be tough. You know, it, it's a team that likes to run the ball. You got to be tough, and you got to be into the game. You have to match their energy. I mean, they're they're going to be playing like it's the last game of their lives. Let's face it; they're playing Miami. They're at home. Um, huge event in Boone. Uh, a lot of build up. I mean, you're going to get max effort from those App State guys. And if you're Miami, you got to match it. That's simple. You can't lose this football game. Because the other team played harder than you, and you have to, you know, you have to understand it's a serious game, and come ready to play it. And I think they will. I, I think they're going that atmosphere up there is gonna hype them up. I, I think they respect App State because of what they saw them do against Tennessee, and uh, I'm expecting Miami to play well up there. I, I really am. I, um, I'll be surprised, like I said, if if they don't win by at least a couple touchdowns. Uh, one thing that I noticed is. Uh their ability up at App State to always get kids that are kind of tweener kids, and especially uh, in the interior defensive area and also in the back back seven, they're they're able to take kids and put them in multiple positions, kind of similar to what I saw what we've been seeing with Jaquan Johnson. But in watching uh, the Tennessee game, I noticed he moved a couple of guys around different spots, and I know that uh, they bring a lot of pressure in different instances, and they bring different personnel that can all do the same thing. So it's, I'm interested to see if we establish the run from the very beginning, unlike what we did at FAU where we tried to throw the ball a little bit too much and we really couldn't establish the run game early on. Uh, and, and I think going on the road, you've got to be able to go down and score your first possession and set the tone for the whole game. And I'm hoping we're able to do that with the run this time. Yeah. I mean, I, I think offensively you're going to have to be able to do both. I think App State's going to load up against the run. I don't think they're going to want to let Miami run the ball all over them the way Mark Walton and, and Yearby did in the first two games this year. Um, you know, obviously they got to respect Kaya, but you know, you, you got to start somewhere. And I think App State's going to start by loading up against the run and try to make Miami beat them throwing the ball. 
And I think when, if, when that happens, that Miami's going to be up to the task. I, I think there's, there's a lot of passing offense that is left that uh, Mark Ricketts has not shown yet. The, the one concern that I had uh, in both games, a couple of breakdowns that I saw, uh, first game was St. Louis, and, and one time Trevor did it. And this past weekend, uh, the kid is uh, a really good athlete for FAU. He was able to go ahead and put some good pressure on the edge and get by a couple of times and make some of his throws uncomfortable. So I'm just hoping we're we're going to give him enough protection early on. That way he can get some confidence going. But uh, there are a few issues that I think do need to be addressed in that offensive line. And, and for some reason here, I don't mean to pick on a kid because that's not what I like to do. But I, I do think that every time Alex Gall's in the game, uh, our passing game doesn't do very well overall. Our run game, if he's coming around and pinching, he's okay. But uh, you can definitely see a difference when he's in the game in terms of passing protection. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's, he's better than he was last year. I mean, Stacey Searles has improved Gall, and Gall is one of the two backups that, that he feels comfortable putting in the game. So that means that he's impressed uh, Searles in practice. Uh, you don't see Stacey just putting any of these guys in the game and trusting them uh, because right now they got seven guys they feel they can trust. So um, I agree with you. Gall is definitely number seven, but, um, you know, he is better – than he was last year. The, the the thing about the offensive line that is a little worrisome is is when you see Trevor Darling getting beat to the outside when he goes against a, a good defensive end. And I, it happens over and over again. And the, the, the thing that I think everybody has to understand is Trevor Darling really is playing out of position. He's not really a true tackle. A guard. He, he should be a guard and, and, and should be playing a guard, but they just don't have – enough tackles in the program right now, and they need him to play left tackle. So, you know, he's going to get beat sometimes because of that. And uh, it, it was a problem the other night. I mean, you know, they're lucky. Kaya took a couple shots from that Hendrickson kid uh, because yeah. of it, and it got to the point where they had to give Trevor help there on the outside yeah, uh, yeah. with the fullback and tight end. So, uh when teams have good defensive ends, I, I think that that's a pattern you're going to see continue to be an issue. That kid's a solid defensive end. He's definitely on the radar. Uh, I think all 32 teams at the next level looking at him, uh, maybe not a high-end pick, but definitely he's on the radar. Uh, that was pretty yeah, obvious. I was in, impressed in with him. That yep. game. I, and, and i got to point this out. I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago on our blogs, but um, I, I really – wasn't too happy with the way Chad played the first game. I thought he still took a lot of plays off, and he, he ended up revving it up when he wanted to. And this past game, way better uh, though. The, Come on, way better. Yeah, this, way better. Much yeah. better. Much better. Not still where he needs to be, obviously, but that's a work in progress. But what I saw this weekend that really, I was really, uh, really happy to see is that he got nicked up, and last year, the year before that, we wouldn't have seen him again. They put that sucker back in place. I think it was his show. They popped it back in place. He went out there, and I was watching him, and he was he was coming off with some good fire on the edge and holding the edge and, and creating some uh, some havoc on that side. I, I was impressed to see him come back. And uh, some of the other issues that we saw with the defensive line getting nicked up, I know Ken Norton got a little nicked up. Do you have a status on him right now? Is he, is he a full go? He looked or? fine today. We, we saw him out on the practice field today. He looked fine. Excellent. Gary. Thank you, as always. I greatly appreciate it. And would you happen to take a guess at what time the Georgia Tech game will start, do you think? No idea. 
you know, it, it could be a noon game. It, it, it could be a, th- a 3.30 game. We just – we don't know at this point. All right. I mean, if I, had make, if I had to make a guess, I would say noon, but, you know, we'll see. Sounds great, Gary. Thank you. We'll, we'll check in next week with you. Take care. You got it. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, let me take a minute here and start attacking this list of questions that were submitted by the posters at canesport.com. Uh, we've been talking a lot about this App State game, um, so I'll gloss over some of these pretty quickly. Uh, is, is Miami going to struggle with App State like like Tennessee did? Uh, I personally do not think they will struggle to that degree. I think uh, they're ready for this game. They understand the challenge of going up there, uh, and they know App State's going to give them their best, but I, I, just, I just think Miami's better than App State, uh, and I think that the athletic disparity – will win over as the game continues to march on. Miami will be able to make plays on both sides of the ball. Um, App State has four three-star players on the roster. The rest of the team is made up of two stars. So why should the Canes Nation be worried about this team? Um, Just because kids, when they get into this atmosphere, obviously tend to raise the level of their play. And it's going to be a huge event. There's going to be a lot of hype and buildup. They're going to be stoked there. And Miami's playing its first road game, so there could be an adjustment there, uh, especially with so many of these young kids playing. So you got to respect it and, and be a little wary of it. But like I said a minute ago, I think Miami's athletic superiority on both sides of the ball will win over in a big-time way uh, as the game marches on. What's the atmosphere? on the team as they prepare for this game? Are they overlooking it? I don't think they're overlooking it at all. I think they, that App State has the respect of the coaches and the respect of the players, and um, I don't think you have to worry at all about Miami overlooking this game by any stretch of the imagination. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Let's continue on with your calls. It is your show. So let's go to the 239, where you're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? It's Carlos. What's up, Carlos? How you doing this evening? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, one of the things that I'm um, excited about the team, uh, even though a lot of injuries and, you know, and all that stuff, but my whole thing is this. There's a 95% chance that Kaya goes to the NFL, you know, after this year. And there's a 95% chance that, Rogier is not going to be our starting quarterback opening night against LSU next year. So if you think that, you know, Jack Allison or, or, or Sharif will probably be our starting quarterback. Hey, next I, year. I, I, wait, let me just stop you from an LSU is an 18, not 17. LSU, oh, so not LSU is not our first game. Not next year. No, the year after. Oh, okay. Okay. My whole thing is we're going to be loaded next year. I mean, we're going to be we're going to have starters returning all across the board, and my yep. whole thing is that why don't you prepare whoever's going to take over for Kaya if you don't think Rozier is going to be the one? I mean, you, you you missed a lot of playing time opening night, you know what I'm saying? In the first game, you missed a, you, you're missing playing well, time for whoever's going to. Here's why: because uh, Evan Sheriffs got beat out by Rozier, um, Jack Allison is being redshirted. Vincent Testaverde is not winning the job by any stretch of the imagination. And Nicozy Perry is still in high school. So there's, you know, you can't look at, start looking at the future like that. Um, you know, right now it's all about the president. If Brad Kaya needed to be replaced, Malik Rozier 
is the first guy that would get that opportunity until it reaches the point where Evan Sheriffs can prove that he's better than Malik and he hasn't done it. And to me, that was one of the disappointments of fall camp. You know, I, I happen to be a, an Evan Sheriffs believer in, and he's a really smart kid and he's, 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 he looks the part, he's tall and lanky. Um, but for whatever reason, he just has not grasped it the way that Malik did in fall camp. And, uh, the big thing with Malik was he just had to accept what Mark Rick was looking for and realize that if he didn't conform, that he was never going to play again. And, uh, to his credit, he came out of the summer and he listened and he, he's, he's done it the Mark Rick way. And that's why he's the number two quarterback right now. Okay, I just—I mean, to me, I—I'm just saying, you know, get the future ready. We're going to be loaded next year. There's a 95% chance Kaya leaves. You know what I'm saying? Start molding whoever, because I mean, I mean, it, it, we're we're getting better. We'll be probably be ranked next year to start the season, and we're always looked at for Monday Night Football. You know what I'm saying? FSU can't do it every single year. Sooner or later, they're going to be like, hey, Miami, you guys won the Monday Night Football game, and we're going to say yes, and you don't want a brand-new quarterback who's never taken a college snap starting the season like that. I mean, it, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's, it, it's happened before. I don't know. I just, I'm saying if you're going to not start Rozier next year, they at least get the future ready. That's just my main But my you don't know feeling, who the future but I think is these right now. Are, no, it's true. It's true. Um, I, I like mean, the I'll way we're right Jack, Jack Allison and especially Nikozi Perry are going to have a lot to say about all of that. Awesome. I like the way we're hitting. Red Wine's hitting. The linebackers are hitting. And all these guys are coming back. And, I mean, it's, it's, we're going to be loaded next year. We're going to be loaded, and we're going to be ranked to start the season. So I'm just looking for the future. I know everybody's excited about this season. I am, too. Uh, but I mean, I'm just looking at also next year, and we're just going to be loaded in a lot of, you know, in a lot of positions. But that's all I got to say. Um, if you could put me on hold, you got it, man. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, guys, I'm going to take a moment right now and talk about Harry's, a longtime sponsor of Kane Sport Live. I don't know about you, but I can't stand shaving. I I hate it as much this week as I said I hated it last week. I hate the Knicks. I hate the scrapes. I hate it when you get ingrown hairs and you know all the things that happen to our faces from from shaving. It's just not a natural act. And uh, let's face it, when you go to the store and you try to buy a better razor that's not going to cut you up like you're in surgery or something, um, they're just super expensive. And you know you always find them behind those plastic cases locked up. You got to call the clerk to let you in. I mean, the whole thing, start to finish, is just a, a, a total pain in the neck or pain in the face or whatever you want to talk about it. So at least it always was for me until I got my first package from Harry's. And uh, I got to tell you, Harry's makes their own blades. They offer a high-quality shave that's just better for your face and better for your wallet. These are high-quality, German-engineered, high-performance blades crafted by shaving experts with flex hinges and lubricating strips. Um, Really the best blade that you'll find anywhere and i've tried them all uh ever since i started using harry's blades my face feels smoother for longer and 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 that makes mrs Furman really happy and 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 let me tell you something else she absolutely loves that moisturizing shave cream that harry's includes in all their kits Uh, and i mean it really does It, it smells amazing way better than your typical shaving cream and uh those harry's blades they're super sharp 
They give you a close, comfortable shave. They gave me something that I have never had before, and that's a great shave for a good price. So now it is your turn to find out about the greatness of Harry's, and I very much encourage you to do it. Um, Why pay $32 for an eight-pack of blades when you can get them sent right to your house for half the price from harrys.com, and they're so, so much better. Harry's has a starter set. It's called the Truman, and it's a great option for new customers and an amazing deal. For just $15, you get a razor handle, moisturizing shaving cream, and three of Harry's five-blade German-engineered razors. Plus, now there's a special offer for all you guys that listen to Kane Sport Live. And uh, again, I can't encourage you enough to take advantage of this. It's only going to cost you $10, and and the package is going to show up right at your door, and it's going to totally change the shaving experience for you. Harry's will give you $5 off your first purchase when you use the promo code Canes. You go to harrys.com right now. You look for the Truman set. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. You enter the code Canes at checkout, and you will get $5 off and just take yourself into a whole new shaving experience. So stop compromising with such... Uh, an important part of your life, you know, obviously, you know, we all have to shave unless we grow beards. And if we're going to do it, you might as well do it right. Give Harry's a try today. That's harrys.com. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. 646-595-2048. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out now to the 786 where you're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, going twice. I think that's the second time for you tonight that you haven't been there, so uh, you're out. Let's go to the 402. You're live on Kane Sport Live. You there? Going once, going twice. Come on, guys. Don't hit one on your keypad unless you want to come on the show. Uh, If you want to come on the show, you hit the number one on your keypad. Let's go to the 240. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's going on, Gary? I'm doing great. Who's this? This is D Black. What's up, D Black? What you got for us this week? Um, not much. Not not too much. Um, I was pleased. You know, I was I was I was happy with with what I saw. I we still. I definitely. I, I know everybody probably talked about it uh, since I'm coming on late. Um, the office of mine definitely needs needs some work. You know, Kai was taking way too much, way way too many hits. Um. From an FA from an FAU line, so they definitely got to uh, tighten that up. Um, I got confidence. In, I got confidence in the old line coach and Mark Rip that they will get that shored up. Um, I mean, Kai had a bad game. I mean, he's due for one. You know what I'm saying? There's people in the NFL that's making millions of dollars and they have a bad game. So I mean, I'm not gonna lose any sleep over that. I mean, the young man is he's due for a bad game. He's not perfect. You know, but I like his attitude, and and I definitely see him having more good games than bad. Um, I'm super, I'm super, super impressed and, and pleased with the growth of the defense at every level. You know, at every level, from the front level, meaning the the old line to the back three, which is our, our linebackers, even to the secondary. You know, I, I'm seeing 
I'm seeing a passion. I'm seeing aggression. You know, um, uh, Chad Thomas looks a little different. You know, it's kind of seemed like that light is starting to starting to turn on for him. He's starting to have confidence in his ability and trying to live up to that five star billing. And and I, and something that you stated earlier uh, today on, on the page is like it's it's coaching. You know, I mean, coaching. A great coach can work wonders. You know, it, some of these are the same players that was on the squad last year, ex- except for the three freshman linebackers. But everybody else is on that D-line. Look at how they were last year and look at them now. That's nothing but Coach Cool. That's nothing but Coach Cool and Coach Rick lighting the fire under these dudes, you know, probably telling them what people don't expect of them to do based on what they've done prior. So, I mean, I'm 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 happy. I'm excited. You know, go up here this week to Boone, North Carolina. Hopefully, you know, they get their head on right and and and, and go out here and do what we what we used to do in the past, make someone's home stadium, make that our stadium. You know, like they said in um, uh, who said it? Uh, DJ Williams or Brian McKinney on on uh, the U Part Two. There's one thing you don't do when you have us come to your game. You don't make it your biggest game. You don't make it about somebody. And don't let it be the opening of a new stadium because we're going to come in there and steal the show. So I'm, I'm hoping the boys go, go up there with that attitude, you know, hit stick, bust dick, talk shit type of thing, a la Al Blades, you know, rest in peace. Um, but I'm, I'm, I was happy. I was happy, you know, you know, O-line could do a little better. Receivers, I ain't worried about that. But so far, so good, Gary. So far, so far, so good. You know, I'm not saying that we're going undefeated, but I'm, I'm happy. We're, we're making steps, and we're showing growth. We're showing growth, and, and, that's, and, that's, and that's what I'm happy about, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, it's like, yo, they look totally different, like totally different unit. But it's the same guys except for the freshman linebackers. Same, same kid, same young yep, man. Yep, but they do look different. You're totally right. Yes, yes, they look different. It's like they almost, you know, and that's all credit to to them, putting in that work and buying in to the coaches early. But it also has to say, it also goes back to the coaching. When you have a coach that's proven, a coach Cool, and coach Diaz, a coach Rick, it's easier. It's easy for children to respect that. You know, iron sharp, iron sharpens iron. Game recognized game. They got a track record. They've been there. They've done it, and it makes sense. And they 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 in that defensive meeting, and they hear something that makes sense to them, and they're allowed to give suggestions. Oh man, they can go there run through a wall for you. But if they sitting in that meeting, and 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 it that defensive coach sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. Why 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 why? And you can't give a suggestion because of the fear you gonna get chewed out. That's what that's what the defense is going to be. Like what it was the past few years. But you know, I'm just, oh, I'm, just, I'm happy right now. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm, you know, I want to see what we do this week. I would love to go up there and put foot to them and recruiting. You know, just like you, like we got to keep, especially that offensive line and, and make offensive line a, pre, a premium in the in the, uh, in the recruiting cycle this year. But I'm not really going to sweat it because we got a proven leader at the helm. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to see what this uh, indoor practice facility looks like 
when they release that to uh to the public so we can get a a, a idea week, a week of what, from what we're working with. A week right. from Friday so some, is they're they're so gonna we, have an event on campus and they're gonna they'll they'll release the renderings then I think. Right. So then that that'll give us something else to be excited about and that'll be something else that we can use as a recruiting as a recruiting uh uh ploy for these young these young men that's coming into our program. But that's all I got for tonight, Gary. Once again, I'm proud to see the defense uh, aggressively attacking DBs out there, sticking their nose, sticking their nose in there, trying to give snap bubbles out. And um, you know, don't worry about Brad Kai, Kane, brethren. He's gonna be fine. He's he's gonna be fine. Trust me. You know, he just had one bad game. Hey, even the great quarterbacks that's making millions of dollars, they have bad games. You know, and and it's cool for once to see the defense carry us for once. It, it, it's 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 kind of cool. It's reminiscent, you know. But um, that's all I got for tonight, Gary. Uh, keep me on hold so I can listen to the rest of the show, my man. And um, Kane Kane, I got you this week. Shout out to my man Kane Kane. And um, I'll be back next Tuesday, Gary. Enjoy the enjoy your weekend and the game. On you got it, Deep Black. Thanks as always. We haven't heard from Kane Kane yet tonight. Uh, maybe he'll uh, surface here at some point. Let's go out to the two three nine. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, how's it going tonight? Doing great. Who's this? Uh, this is Adam, man. First time caller last week. I uh, want to call you again this week. Had a couple of quick things I want to get other callers on. Let's talk about Stacey Coley for a second. Uh, we all thought he was going to be the kind of heir apparent if the guy can stay healthy. He's a great receiver. I know we talked about Braxton last week. Had a bit of a quiet game this week, although that crazy block at the end zone, mad props to him. What's going on with Stacey Coley? What, what's your real assessment here? I don't think there's anything going on. They're trying. They're trying to get him the ball. I mean, Mark Rick keeps dialing up his numbers. Just Kaya's got to get him the football. You know, I mean, there've been a couple times when they tried to hit him, and the, the passes just weren't good enough. And uh, but they're, they're certainly certainly trying to trying to find them. I mean, you know, let's see. He had um, he had four catches for 38 yards the other night. Could have had another two or three, probably for another 50 yards or so. I mean, if he's sitting there with six or seven catches for 90 yards or something, you're probably not asking me that question right now. And, um, you know, the the first week, um, yeah, he only had two catches for 13 yards. But um, obviously very much a part of the passing offense and, and a guy that they're going to constantly be throwing the ball at. Uh, Kaya's just got to hit him when he's open. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, I guess what I was getting at is I'm looking forward to him dominating you know, to coming out and becoming, you know, the Amari Cooper, you know, to the Alabama. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping sure that's him. Coley can, I, I, I you know. you're looking for too much. You're looking for too much there. Uh, uh, you know, he's a good player. He's a good receiver. He's not Amari Cooper, okay? He's not Calvin Ridley. Um, I think if you temper your expectations and don't don't look for that type of performance from him, I, I think that, He'll do fine. Okay. All right. I'll buy that. Um, I know that uh, Kai has been talked about to death. I, I think there was a guy at a uh, OBM at a post today. Great post on Kaya. You know, just had a rough game. Kind of is what it is. If this was his first game as a, as a junior that we'd ever seen him play, and he came out looking like that, well, then I'd have cause for concern. There's a big body of work here. We, we know what you know what you have with, with Brad Kaya. He's not going to revert all of a sudden because he's under the tutelage of one of the great quarterback whispers in the game. Not worried. Um, 
Navon Donaldson, we've talked about him a lot today on the call. I keep hearing, guys, you know, can't lose him, can't lose him. You know, hold your breath till signing day. Gary, be honest with us here. Why would we lose this kid? He's a Dade kid, huge, huge area of need, potential to start from day one. He's been committed to Miami. Why would we lose him to begin with? What are the, what are the reasons here that he would go? I, he's just, he's a guy that's on a lot of radars and, and, you know, you know how that goes, you know, when the SEC schools and all these other schools, you know, start coming down here like sharks and trying to steal kids, you know, you just know, you just don't know. You never know. I mean, listen, I mean, Miami has been losing kids like this for years. Okay. This coaching staff's only been here for seven months. Well, no more than that now, nine months, 10 months. I mean, you know, the the bonds and the relationships aren't so deep that they're not still, still susceptible to losing some of these kids. And, you know, you've seen them potentially lose Judy. You've seen them lose Grimes. Uh, you've seen a few other kids that look like they're getting away. And um, it's not the recruiting base is not as iron tight as it'll probably be in a year or two. And, uh, you know, I just – I go by my face-to-face – you know, I've been doing this a long time, and when I have the opportunity to get face-to-face with these kids, I, I get a, a fairly good feel, and, um, you know, I just don't I just don't get the feeling that this one's done when I talk to this kid, and, you know, he, he, he says it is. I know his mom wants him at Miami, but I just don't, I just don't get the feeling that it's 100%, and uh, so got to stay on that one hard, as I'm sure they are and uh, hope for the best on signing day in February. Yeah, I, I hear you, you know, not, not questioning you at all as far as what you think about where the kid's going to, you know, what he's going to do. You have been doing this forever. You've, you've interviewed well, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know, I don't know what know? he's going to do, but, uh, yes, I've been doing this a long time, and I can tell usually when kids are hanging, by, uh, hanging a little bit by a string and could go in either direction. Um, but it doesn't mean you lose them all. Like, I would have said the same thing a year ago about Sam Bruce. And and he ended up signing with Miami. I mean, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to lose him. It just means it's not a sure thing. Right. Well, uh, as annoying as it is as a Canes fan uh, for there be the kind of for there to be the perfect recruit for your area of need, you know, we'll kind of see what happens. Um, you know, other than that, just a quick follow up. I know I had talked first, you know, last week about you know how polished the the product was on the field. Um, you know, certain areas of, of the game were even more polished, I would say, this past week. Certain areas weren't. That will get cleaned up. I'm, I'm glad it happened. You don't want to come out and be firing on all cylinders every game where you play a scrub opponent because then you're not going to expose areas you really kind of need to shore up before you start playing some more difficult opponents, in my opinion. So I was kind of glad that we had, I don't want to say breakdowns, but we had a few issues that kind of came up. Um, so I'm, I think those are going to get corrected before we get into the kind of the meat of the schedule, um, I want the last thing I want to talk about, and I want to bring this up because I'm, I'm glad we're not playing him, but it's going to play into whether or not FSU is undefeated against us. Lamar, I forget his last name. I was going to say Jackson, but I, I think I'm wrong. Um, the guy, the quarterback from from Louisville, setting records. People are starting to take notice of him. <laughs> That's a huge game, not just for the country, but in the Atlantic. FSU may lose that game to Louisville, and all of a sudden, it's not. You know, David and Goliath, Miami and, and Florida State, um, you know, potentially two undefeated teams in two or three weeks. It's all of a sudden it's a Florida State team that may have lost to what could potentially be the next great quarterback, not just in the conference, but in the country. What do you think about this kid? 
I think he's a good player. Uh, you know, I, I think he's going to meet a, a little bit greater challenge with Florida State than he has against the, the, the other teams that they've played. But uh, clearly a good player. Bobby Petrino is a very good coach. And with Florida State going up there to Louisville, it's definitely going to be a, a gut check moment for them. I think it's going to be a very difficult game. I'm really looking forward to watching it so I can kind of see really what we're going to get out of Florida State. Yeah, what's uh, the line? Have you seen I'm the gonna... line on that game? Yeah. I, Have I you seen the line on that game? Um, it's pretty darn close. I don't think that Louisville is favored, but I'm, I, it may just be a draw. Uh, it's really close, um, whatever it uh-huh. may be. But um, I think that's going to be a great game to kind of really see what we're in for with Florida State um, down when I'm at that game at, at the new stadium. But it's going to be interesting. I mean, talk about getting into some really interesting matchups first couple weeks of the season. You know, these first couple have been, uh, you know, interesting, particularly FAU. Next week at App State, um, Boone, I saw a picture of the stadium. It's worse than Duke. It, it looks like more of a football stadium, in my opinion, than, than Duke does. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know we keep talking about this home field advantage, and no discredit to App State. What they've done has been simply miraculous, in my opinion. Um, with the quality of talent they have playing up to the level of talent that they've been playing up against. But, I mean, they don't even have end zone or even corner end zone bleachers. I think they just have bleachers on both sides and a, and a track around it, like a legitimate football, high school football stadium. Do you really think there's going to be this tremendous home field blackout or whatever whiteout advantage that we keep talking about? Yeah, or kind of, of course. Hyping ourselves up to make sure? Of course, the, of course there will be. It would be like you know, going into a snake pit, but that doesn't mean you can't handle it and play well and feed off of it. And and win and and that's what I expect to happen. I mean, I'll you know, I I think Miami's going to win by at least a couple touchdowns in this game, and uh, I hope I'm not wrong. But it's just the way I see it. I just don't see that team being able to match Miami's athletes. I, I think it's more than that too. It's not just the the athletic disparity. I think it's also the multifaceted elements, or I said the element of being multifaceted. Miami is a multifaceted, multi-talented team. Yeah, Brad Kaya and a good passing attack with quality wide receivers. By the way, mad props to Amon Richards. I don't see any turf toe in that kid. He is flying out there, catching everything that comes within three feet of him. Additionally, you have great running backs. You have a potent tight end combination. You have a very good playing D-line up till now. We'll see if they truly are coming up here soon. You have safety play that's been good. You have cornerback play that's been pretty good. You have linebacker play that's actually been very good, not just because they're freshmen. They've been very good. So I don't want to say we're more, more complete, but we're just more dynamic than they are. They're a run first, smash you in the face, can't probably match you. To- yeah, I guess we lost you, but uh... – yeah, obviously, I totally agree, and I've been very impressed by Miami's physicality on defense, which I think will match up well um, with that smash-mouth mindset of App State, and so I'm expecting a big hurricane performance this weekend. 646-595-2048 is the number, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go now to the 240. You are live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? I was already on, so be black. <laughs> oh, wait, you were already on, right? Yeah. You, oh, okay, yes, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit you again. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. My bad. Um, let's go to the 305 now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hello? Yes, sir, that's you. Oh, hey, Gary. It's your boy, the Slim Six. Hey, what's up, man? 
Nothing much. Um, I really wanted to tell everybody to relax about Brad Kaya. Um, that's first. You already said it. Um, I'm not worried about the kids. He's a junior. He's a veteran. He's been here before on the road. And um, I really think the game's going to be one in the trenches. I don't think App State has the O-line to deal with our defensive line the way we've been dominating. I saw the game against Tennessee, and Tennessee's D-line pretty much dominated that game, most of it, too. Sideline to sideline as well. I think our speed on defense is a major advantage to whatever they plan on doing. And I don't think we're going to have a problem with them at all. Um, I think I also think Coach Rich is going to open the playbook up a whole lot more um, because it's time. We're about to get into the gauntlet of our schedule, going through the ACC, and it's time to really see what we really have. No doubt. You got anything um, else tonight? Question. Um, do you see Jerry and Owens um, coming back healthy anytime this season to be a real factor in the linebackers? Oh, that's course? a great question. You know, he hasn't looked great to us. You know, he's been laboring a little bit and, and definitely he's not 100%, but uh, it was very uplifting for the team to see him out on the field the other night. They got him, they yeah, got him it was. some snaps out there, got him into the mix. Uh, I heard he took a shot. I didn't see it, but he took a shot on, on that the injured uh, knee and um, – you know, just getting back into the swing. And uh, so they need him. Like, they need him for depth, and they're trying to get him back. But uh, he's not all the way there physically yet, I don't think. You know, we'll see what happens. I mean, they they, they, just out of necessity, I think they're going to put him out there. But uh, I'm sure they're hoping that they don't get to the point where they got to put him out there where they really need it, you know, where the game is still on the – on the line. I just don't think he's ready for that yet against, against a good team, but um, they're working him back slowly. And I, and I know that the coaches and the players in, 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 in tandem were very excited and very happy for Darian that he got, got on the field the other day when they met on Sunday to watch the film of the game. Uh, Manny Diaz kind of stopped the film session and threw a film, uh, a clip up on the screen of Darian Owens playing and um, in unison with the players congratulated Darian for getting back and working as hard as he did to, to overcome uh, the injury and, and everything. And so it was a special moment for the team uh, and they were very happy for Darian. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, kid's great. Uh, I really hope he gets back to form. Um, that's all I have, Gary. Thanks. All right. You got it, man. Thank you for being part of the show. Um, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the seven five seven. You're live on Kane Sport Live. One two three three two one. This is Kane Kane, and I'm here to have fun. What's up, Gary? <laughs> oh my bad, man. It's Kane Kane. Hey, hold on, hold on. Let me be this ready to say What's there up, buddy? Ain't nobody but. Yeah, I'm here, baby. This is me, baby. Look, I ain't got a whole lot to say like I always said. I just want to make the people smile, be happy, jump for joy. We ain't in the continent of the schedule. Okay, Kyle had a bad game, whatever be the case. My opinion on that, don't no quarterback like to get hit. My man Charles, he talking all that trash he want. But when he got hit in that crunching game, when they hitting him, I mean, that's a head quarterback, but some people can take it better. I just think he got a little bit jittery. He'll be all right. Maybe one more good hit will bring him back to where he need to be, like what happened to Francois in the first game. Because when he got lit up, he lit up. So that's the way that is. Defense ain't never been this good since probably who the hell knows when. We ain't going to worry about that. App State, you say we're going to win, we better win. They better bring the A game. No B, no C, no D. We need it. We need it all. We need everything we can get with this. 
And then we go to Georgia Tech. Oh, Lord, you know that triple option stuff is going to be fun there, buddy. Yes, it is. But a shout-out to T. Black, Charles, Earl. Oh, and the guy there. Appreciate it, man. Give me a shout-out last week. I don't know if you're out here or not, but it's all good. And I see you throwing a party in Florida, Gary. That's good. That's good. Well, right here, they stuck me at the J-O-B, but I'm going to find a way to watch the game. But other than that, I'll get back with you next Tuesday. Kane fans love this game. Please, the weather might not be that great. I see it might be a chance of rain, but rain or shine, Miami should kick that behind. I'm out, Gary. See you Tuesday. Peace. <laughs> All right, Kane Kane. Thanks as always for calling in and being part of the show. Love that guy. I don't know. what It sounded like he was calling from a, a – it really did sound like a tin can at the beginning of that call, but uh, glad we got him on. All right, again, 646-595-2048. Hit one on your keypad if you're coming on the show. Uh, now we go to the 850. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How's it going, Gary? This is Omar. What's up, Omar? What you got for us this week? Hey, man, I should have been on here earlier. I forgot to hit the one. <laughs> I was like, man, it's okay. I'm supposed you're, to be on, you're on now, man. We, we're just rocking right along here. We're uh, we're getting yeah. ready to go into our third hour. So uh, I'll, t- I'll yeah, tell you, I'm I gotta thank you for making for making this show what it is. Obviously, so many of you guys call in, and I mean, we literally have gotten to the point where we have thousands of Canes fans now yeah, listening yeah. or, or downloading really the good. podcast. Yeah, it's really become a, a part of so many people's weeks, and uh, I'm glad we've yeah. been able to do it. Uh, thanks for yeah, being I, part of it as well. You know, I was a part of last year's. Um, I was listening since last year, and I swear it's, totally, it's like uh, 180 with the difference of the callers we, we get now versus the last year. Oh, my God. We just, yeah, we're doing pretty good this year. Everyone's sad. keeping their <laughs> it was like, Yeah. Yeah, we used to have therapy. I hope we don't go back there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, first, I mean, we can. Yeah, we, yeah, I, we, we, we're always, we're always, you know, got that therapy. Yeah, you know, yeah, always, that therapy. It, it's it always was, there. It but sad. yeah, you're, you're absolutely it was, hopefully it won't it was be. like bad news there. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, but uh, okay. Uh, first thing, um, we kind of talked over a lot of stuff, but um. I think about I'm gonna talk about Gus a little bit. Uh, Gus, I, I honestly, it's like the, I want the best for him. I want to see him get on the field, and I understand both year being and uh, Walter doing good right now. And I think he like another cuss. I mean, caller said uh, he was saying like it's maybe best for to use Gus in the middle of the season when you know those guys start to really dial down. Or, and one of them get nicked up a little bit. I think we just need to wait on him and not really show off him like that. I think he's a good per he's a good third back that nobody's gonna be expecting for, basically. Because he didn't play much last year. So when we put him in the game, I think he that that will take a, that would be another element of our game later on in the season as to use him. But when I see him I want I wanna see him run like uh the L S U running back. Of course, um, what his name? Uh, I forgot the boy's name. I almost said uh, Forsett, but Leonard, Leonard Fournette. whatever his name, Fournette. Yeah, him. Like I, they're the same prototype, but he, like he would be starting right now if he ran like that guy ran. Like put your shoulders down and truck somebody. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm. It's sad to be that big, that fast as he is. He's like the fast. He's almost faster than. Um, I know he's faster than Yearby, but. He may be running good with Walton. And to be that big, dude, you got to use that size. Like, 
you got to be trucking somebody. You got to be him and old boy in the backfield, the fullback that we got. That should be the most nasty tandem that we, that's in the ACC other than Pitt right now. They're like the two biggest guys. Like, but uh, I just I just want the best for him. I just wish he lowered his shoulder and boomed somebody. When he trucked somebody, I swear to God, I'm going to lose my mind because I haven't seen it yet to be that big. He like running away from people for some odd reason. But um, oh, I'm going to move on. Uh do you know anything about Norton? Is he going to be cleared to play? I heard he was I think so. Depth he, he, yeah, he was moving around okay in practice today. We think he'll be fine. Okay, okay. And uh, moving on, about the practice uh, facility that they're supposed to be. It's basically official now, right? That the Yeah, I think the deal is pretty much done, and they'll be – uh, the the UM's putting together a program for a week from Friday where they're going to talk about it and, and reveal the drawings and all that. Okay, I can't wait to the the starting date of that because as I heard, I think Mark Rich was saying already, like today's practice, they had to basically uh, go inside because of the thunder or something. Right? Wasn't that correct? I may be wrong. I think I heard that. Yeah, they, when he yeah there were some other issues that disrupt practice today. They were they had to go inside for a while, then came back out. Yeah, that's that's right. There's just too much. I think we the only. It's like we have South Florida. Like South Florida has so much rain, so many thunderstorms that come through and just go. Like I think Miami should have been the first place to have a facility out of all the places in the South in a region. We're like the last ones and get the most of everything because I think it's, it's so much so close to the beach and you know with tropical storms coming off it's like you get those things so much like that's something that should have been handled five years ago like honestly but um another thing uh on the return the return team uh, special teams why I, I mean. I don't have no problem with Barrios. I like him, but I just don't see that elusiveness at the return. I, that return that he did against FanU, it was nice, but it, it was against FanU, man. I'm, a, I'm from Tallahassee. FanU won like one game last year, I think. I mean, he two, runs so. 4-4, and he's pretty shifty. I mean, I don't know what you're expecting. I mean, he's done fine. I think that's fine. I Who else would you rather see back you know, there? You don't really want to put Cornell back there. I would, yeah, I would. No. <laughs> I, I guess I, 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 I understand uh, that yeah. it's a lot more. It's a lot of like time with him, you know, playing defense for him to do it. Yeah, I don't. Probably I don't be think running a lot more. But I, it's just something about Elder. The way he he has that playmaker when he gets that ball. Yeah, he does. Like, he 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 would do a fine job. A I, yep, I agree. Like He's great at it. I don't think. It's like I mean, you, you got to remember, Elder was Mr. Tennessee football. You know, yeah, I mean, and I, you can see that come out. It's like when he I mean, the he's ball not afraid of He's looking around. He's creating blocks out of nothing. You know, I see that. It, that when you punt returning, you got to be able to create something. It seems like Barrios, he's more of like, oh, I'm going to find a hole and hit it and go. And I ain't nothing wrong with that, but it just it seems like you got to be kind of of a, 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 a playmaker when, when you were turning the ball. Like, you got to be more of 
create plays and create your blocks, and I just don't see that with him. But it's, it's early in the season, and I think given time, it'll tell what what he's going to be and who's going to be starting back there. But I just want to see some different people. I feel like we got like at least eight, four, four guys on the team, and Barrios is the only one that's back there, you know. But I guess in due time. But um, I'm happy with. What's going on? I watched the game and it was a pretty good game. And yeah, about Brad, people just got to lay off on him. Like those, one of them, and both of the those interceptions really wasn't his fault. I saw the interview and he was saying basically, anytime the, the coach told him, anytime you see the uh, two linebackers come to hit the slant route, it's like a, a automatic reaction type of play. Like I see that, so that got to be there. So that's really what he was doing, and that's the reason why he, the first pick happened. And the other one, that's really on Darlin's fault because he's in the middle of the pocket throwing the ball, and the damn end beat Darlin bad enough, almost grabbed Kyler and hit the, tip the ball. So that, that throwed off the trajectory of the ball. So those two in the truck zone wasn't his fault. And it was, he was doing more running than anything because that was working. So he's not going to have a career game if what we're doing is working. And Mark Rich is the type of person, if he sees something working, it seems like he's going to just stick with that and be just, no, it, it may be boring, but it's working, he's going to stick with it. He's not going to expose more than what he got to show. And that's, I think that's what basically people feel like, oh, what's up with the passing game? But I think this next game going to be a big test of the passing in the world because they got a good defensive line. And the coverages that they play, it's kind of like zone, it's deep zone routes. So they make you throw intermediate routes. So they're not going to really give them, I don't think, too much of the long balls. It's going to be something real short because they keep everybody. It's like they have, I think they have like four or five state, um, I mean, DBs out there. So it, it was like when I was watching them play Tennessee, it was hard for Tennessee to to get vertical with, with um, Appalachian because they wasn't giving it up. They was giving up short yards and trying to protect the run more. But, all right, man. Hey, thank you for being part of the yeah, show. Let me yeah, let some other guys yeah, get yeah, on here. All, all right, man. right, man. Yep, give us a call next yeah. week. All right, 646-595-2048. Hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out to the 805. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, how you doing, my man? Doing great. Who's this? This is uh, Cali Six Kane. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. What's up, man? Thanks for calling um, in. What you got? A couple of things. Uh, can you speak about the jerseys? What uh, Mark Rick is planning to do with uh, our jerseys? If he's going to change them for the upcoming big games, and what you've heard about that? I haven't seen the new design, but uh, Adidas is coming out with a new design that's supposed to be more of like a throwback design. Um, like the old school canes, uh, I haven't seen them, so I can't really comment that much on them. I, I know they're they're supposed to be unveiling them here pretty soon, but uh, I, other than that, uh, how many games they're going to use them and that kind of thing, they haven't said. Uh, they always have the option. They have a lot of different uniform combos, as you know, and different things they can do. Uh, so I can't. I don't really know to be honest with you. I can't answer that one. Gotcha. What what are your thoughts on uh, Deontay Mullins? How he's progressing, and do you think he's going to be he's more doing part okay. of the game? Um, 
actually, actually, we um, had a chance to ask Mark Richt about that today. Um, he, he's doing okay. Uh, you know, no, no beefs. It's just, it's almost impossible for him to be ready. I mean, he he came in late. He missed the spring. He missed the summer. Uh, it's just not reality for him to be ready. I mean, in an ideal world, I'm sure they would love to redshirt him. I don't know if they'll have that luxury or not. We'll see. Um, let me see. Did he? I don't know if you noticed. Did he play very much last week? Did he get out there at all? Um, I've never seen him in. I don't remember seeing him out there either. I'm looking real quick right now to see if he made the uh, the participation report. I've got it in front of me, so bear with me. But uh, they they may have decided to uh, to redshirt him because yeah, he he didn't get in the game last week. So you know, maybe they would, maybe they would like, maybe they would like to redshirt him. Do you think the uh, passing game, if we open up the play calling a little bit, Coley's going to get um, some better uh, big plays and more production? Yes, Coley specifically. With, yes, absolutely. They haven't even begun to show the passing offense. I, I, he, I saw he dialed up one play last week. That was, you know, uh, not just your typical bubble screen or fly pattern or something like that. There was there was one well-schemed passing play that he called last week, and that was the long pass that went to Njoku for the big gain. Um, other than that, I, I mean, they're not showing very much. Right. Um, my friend Andrew and I were talking about this. Um, I, you know, I watched the first three quarters of the uh, FSU game against Ole Miss, and I know that people are pretty hyped up about their uh, quarterback, but in my personal opinion, I, I see that their quarterback um, as kind of a weakness, and I think if we kind of hit him and play physical with him and get him disrupted in our home crowd, I think he can make some big-time mistakes, and so I think that's where we're going to have the biggest opportunity and potential to beat uh, FSU at home. Man, we got some – we got some uh... Fights to have before we get to FSU. <laughs> you're looking, you're looking a few weeks ahead here. We, you got to get through this App State game, and then you got to get through Georgia Tech on the road. So, uh, one week at a time, man. We got a lot of time to talk about FSU. True, true, true. All right, my friend. Thank you very much for having me on. Appreciate you hosting the call, and uh, thank you. You got it. Thank you as always for being part of the show. Let's go out to the eight six five. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What up, Gary? What's up? Who's this? This is Elijah Green, 25. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you been? It's been a while. Man, shoot, I can't complain, man. So glad football season's in the way. First, I want to say thank you for having the shows, man. It's probably like the best relief time that I can have, so I appreciate you taking your time to have the show. Thank you Um, for listening. I also want to just... Yeah, thank you. Um, I just want to just talk about, man, why is everybody so down on Kaya? You know what I mean? This is like, for one, this is, you know, he's all right. He's going to be all right. Passionate like fans, saying, man. These are passionate fans. They live and die with every play. I mean, you know, you're you're surrounded with, with, with some, you know, just dudes that, like, they love their canes, and they, they're living and they don't care if it's FAMU or FAU. They're living and dying with every play, and you know they see Stacy Coley run free in the end zone. They they want Brad Kaya to get the dang ball there, you know. And if right, he doesn't, right. they're, you know, they're not happy. And uh, it's a passionate I fan mean, base. I see. I seen one um, one post. I can't remember his name. He put up there on there talking about how um, 
he's only won three road games. And I'm like, okay, well, you got to consider who the coaching staff has been before he got there. You know, he's been playing with DeNarfield's defense, and DeNarfield's defense couldn't hold anybody. I mean, he should have won the FSU game. should be a redshirt sophomore right now starting for the second year. Okay? Yeah. He shouldn't have started that first year. was thrown to the Wolves. It was unnecessary. They, you know, they had other guys that could have played and would have had the same exact record that they ended up having. But even even that first game that he played against Nebraska, they should have won that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the point is, they he had wasn't every... a difference in them winning or losing that first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Ian Williams no, no, no. gone in there and done just as well. I, I, I mean, it was part of the just total mismanagement um, by by Al Golden. Just, just, it was just not seeing the big picture and was basically in a mode to just buy as many seasons as he could starting a freshman quarterback took all the pressure off of him and I just it was a mistake I mean uh, Brad Kaya right now should be a redshirt sophomore there shouldn't be any talk about him a top 10 pick in the NFL draft he should be a redshirt sophomore and if that were the case he'd be right where you'd want him but I still think he's legit you know what I mean but, you, yeah, I mean, but he but hasn't won thing. a big game. I mean, the, the things that people say are true. He hasn't won a big game yet. But he and, hasn't you know, had people, a good defense either. you got to have I, a good I agree, defense to compliment you. People are sitting there talking about that he's going to be a top ten pick in the draft. I mean, it's just get way, getting way ahead of themselves. I think With he all could respect be. I mean, that's just me. People say maybe, 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 I'm, maybe I'm one of the few, but I absolutely think he's one of the best quarterbacks to come out to you, and we'll see that especially – when we when we go down to Appalachian State, a lot of people are talking about. Yet. Not, listen, I love Brad, greatest kid in the world. I love his family. Right now, not even close to those greats of the past. He he might be statistically because he's playing all these games, but you can't even begin to compare him to Bernie Kosar, Vinny Testaverde, Gino Toretta, uh, Steve Walsh, Ken Dorsey. Not not even close yet. So you're telling me then? Here's my argument. Here's my argument then. Here's those my guys argument. were those guys were national championships, okay? Okay. Mass, but you put one massive you put, football games. You, Hopefully, you Brad will win some games. One second. One second. Hopefully, he wins some games this year. He's gonna have opportunities. This moment is coming quick, okay? The month of October is Brad Kaya's time, okay? But yeah. right now, as we sit here today, come on. There's no comparison between him and those guys. You give him you give him an offensive line like Ken Dorsey had and a defense like Ken Dorsey had and he puts up the same numbers. That's my argument. Maybe. My argument is Maybe, that he not, does not have the offensive line and he we, just you know, now has got a defense. Stats. It's not just about stats. I mean, Kai is going to probably leave here with the best stats of any quarterback that ever played in the program. That doesn't mean that he's the best quarterback that ever played in the program, and he still has a chance to do some special things. Um, but my, what I'm saying is let him do some special things before you anoint him something. I believe, like, like I'm saying, this year he's got a defense. Whatever he does this year will 100% be on him. We've seen that the defense can step up and play. It's turned around from what it was a year ago to what it is now. Right now, they're, what, 69 yards rushing? That's unheard of, you know? And, of course, it's FAMU and um, FAU, but still, 69 yards rushing against anybody is kind of hard to do. Two games. Um, 28 um, 
tackles for loss, 13 sacks. Those are outrageous numbers. Granted, again, it's FAMU. Um, but still, now you can hang all those, those things on Kaya if he doesn't perform. But I just think he's getting a bad rep when you haven't had the defense to back you up. You have to have a defense. Jameis Winston, he didn't win all those games by himself as well, quarterback. But he had a great defense and an awesome, awesome um, offensive line to go along with that. That's what I'm just trying to say. You, can, you can't put it all on Kaya saying that he's not elite. Because in my opinion, you put him on every other team that there is out there that's got a I'm good offensive line. I'm not saying he's not elite. The... I'm not saying he's not elite. I'm saying right, cool. he's got to prove he's elite. He's, he's, he's got to prove he's elite. I'm not that saying I he's not. With, I agree with. Have you, now, do you I'm, feel I'm, he's I'm... proved? Has he proven to this point no, that no, he's no, elite? I, I agree with no. that. I agree with that. I, th- I think the, I think his shine. He, he had a chance against FSU last year when he threw that fade to Stacey Coley, and Coley got hurt and didn't come back. I think that was going to be his moment, but, of course, the defense gave the lead right back. Um, so you can't, like I said, you really can't blame it all on Coley, for, I mean, for Akea, for not winning that many um, road games. It's also falls great down on the defense. It, 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 great quarterbacks find a way. I mean, how many times did you see – Guy, you know, and I'm not comparing Brad Kai to these guys, but Peyton Manning. Did you, did you watch the Dolphin game the other day and see what Russell Wilson did at the end of the game? Yeah. I mean, you know, the great quarterbacks, they, they just find ways to be great at the right yeah. moments, okay? And that, that's right. part of being a great quarterback. You know, you, you look you back at, at Ken Dorsey that year against Florida State when he had to lead the team down the field to win that game. Um, and if he doesn't do it, they don't win the national title. I mean, that's greatness, okay? Yeah, um, okay. You know, Brad hasn't gotten to there yet. He's going to have chances. Right. You know, now, he's got some coming I'm up. Calling from, but... I'm calling from the 865, obviously, down here in Tennessee. I'm actually right next. I, I can walk to UT Stadium um, down here in Knoxville, and everybody down here is talking about how much of a matchup Appalachia State is going to be for us. I believe if we open up the passing game, get a vertical, because that's one thing if you know Tennessee does not do so well. They don't have a vertical passing game. And that was the main difference between Appalachian State and what we're going to do. But if we can open up the passing game, throw downfield, I think it's going to be, a, like you mentioned, probably about a two or three score um, touch like win for Miami. But that's going to be the biggest thing. That's pretty much all I got to say. Um, get off my board, Brad Kaya. Give him a chance to do his thing. You know what I mean? He's, you know, this year, 100%. If he doesn't do it this year, he's got a good defense. There's no excuses. So, but you are right about what um, a great quarterback always does want the ball in his hand at the last minute so they could drive back to the win. And, and, uh, but, so we'll see what he does this year. All right, man. Thank, Thank you for you, being man. part of the show. Give, give us a call again next week. All right, let's go out to the 786. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, how you doing? This is James from Miami. What's up, James? How you doing this evening? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, got a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, one is the defense. The only thing I'm going to say about the defense, right, is that when I used to watch the Miami Hurricanes last season, I used to always switch games to another game when the defense came on. I don't do that anymore this year. That defense is really good. Those linebackers are passionate about their football and about wearing that you in their helmet, and I can't wait to see what they do as the competition increases. Um, now, with the running game, I heard one of the callers talked about Yebi. Yebi's been always, um, like, 
underappreciated from since he was in high school, you know. But um, I personally think Yerby's going to be a great running back in the NFL. You know, he's going to be more like, um, what's I want to say like Emmett Smith, you know, that type of running back, you know, smooth, gets through the holes, and breaks it when he needs to. You know, so uh, Mark Walton's going to be good. He scared me last week on that third touchdown when he jumped into the end zone. I thought he dislocated his knee or something or tore a ligament, but, you know, We'll see what happens. And um, I'm really impressed with Mark's with, um, genius. I um, think that he um, – it's it's genius how he seems to be, like, using these first two games, like, um, just, like, high-end scrimmages to, like, um, shore up his defense, make sure that everything is all good and so forth. And that they've, and they've, that, they've um, played a lot of guys. They've gotten a lot of guys in those games. Yeah, getting that getting that offensive line honed, that running game honed, so that way when the real competition comes, you know, the passing game is protected, you know. And I really like how he's just building up the team. It's not like Al Golden when he just threw everything out there and showed you what he had and all his trick plays first game. Nah, he's building you up, building you up. And then when the competition requires it, he's going to open up that offensive playbook. And um, lastly, um, last year I mentioned this about Kyan, I guess the year before too. Still haven't saw that that look. You know, I mean, Lamar Jackson was been losing, got it, and he's a sophomore. So um, haven't seen that look yet. But um, hopefully we will as he gets this offense under his belt. I think um, from what the scrimmages we heard, he was having the same problems in scrimmages with the short um, yardage offense, you know, his throwing interceptions and stuff. So hopefully he clean it up these couple of games and, I think he got the deep game down. He's been doing that for two years. So just got to clean up the little um, the nuances that Mark Craig's putting into the offense. And I think that's what they're working on right now. So, Gary, thanks a lot. You're awesome. You got um, it, man. All right, take Thanks for calling in. Um, give us a call again next week. All right, another call from the 786. Back out to the 786. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? You with us? Yeah, Gary. That's you. Yeah, Gary, how you doing, Gary? This is Josh. Gary, uh, first of all, I, I agree with all you callers that uh, we got to get off Kaya, man. That guy's not perfect. Nobody is. You know, uh, he just had one bad game. He's going to make up for it. We're going to have plenty of games that he's going to make up for it. And then all of a sudden he's going to be everybody's hero. Um, you know, give the guy a break. You know, to those, I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. I've heard you say the same, similar things. And uh, also, a lot, I hear a lot of criticism about Yerby, a couple of guys saying, man, the guy for his size, what he's doing is phenomenal. He's just bleeding, you know, uh, orange and green, and he's just doing a good job. Manny Diaz, phenomenal job what he's doing with that defense, you know. I think um, Mark Rich, I, I really believe he's holding, he's playing a vanilla game right now, and and uh, he doesn't want he doesn't want to show what he's got. He'll show it when it's time to show it. We just got to be a little patient, be supportive, and be excited and show up for the games. That's what we got to do. But uh, yep. one question to you. What do you think about that secondary, the the cornerbacks? I think they're playing pretty well so far this year, way better than anybody expected. Uh, you know, we thought the corn would be decent. He's been really good. Um, we thought we were hoping that Colbert would be able to make the conversion from being a career backup as a safety into a corner. I mean, you know, on face value, that's a tough chore, but he's been very, very good. Um, and then Sheldrick Redwine, it looked last week like the, the switch was starting to go on. So, 
I think you have to be encouraged by those three guys. And Michael Jackson is making plays also. So that's a fourth that you got to be happy about. I, I still wouldn't want to see him get in a foot race with a speed receiver down the field, but you know, for what he's been asked to do, I mean, he's been doing okay. So, yeah, I mean, I think you got to give props to Mike Rumpf. I think he's doing a good job with those guys, and I think they're playing well. Okay, no, because that second game, I saw a lot of re- um, I saw a lot of receivers kind of open, and uh, I mean, FMAU, and and they were just missing a lot of balls right in their hands. And I was saying, man, you put it into a Florida State, you look into a good game, they're going to catch those balls, and they're going to, you know, get a lot of yards. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, when you get to Florida State, you you, you got to going to have to be better than you were than you were forced to be against FAU. I don't think anybody would argue that. How's that? Um, right, how's Mark with anything else tonight? Yeah, with that uh, read option from, from um, Georgia. How how is he? Has he played uh, since Georgia played uh, Georgia Tech a lot? And how does he do against that? Who who are you talking about? When Mark was uh, the coach for uh, Georgia, and they yeah, played I mean they, they had a lot of success against Georgia Tech, but I don't think that means anything. I mean, you know, Mark doesn't coach the defense. Number one. And you know, different players, different situation. I don't think I don't think it has anything to do with it. But it did Georgia did relatively well against Georgia Tech? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All Good right. To hear. All right. Appreciate it. All right, Thank man, you. Give, give us a call next week. All right. Before we go to our last couple calls of the night, let me uh, get back to the list of topics and questions that were submitted by the posters at canesport.com, and uh, let's try to cover some more of those. Um, the question that was sent in had to do with the struggles of the offensive line and how big of an issue that is uh, with the passing game, or is it more the fact that the offense was very vanilla and hasn't been opened up yet? And, um, you know, I think it's a combination of the two. I, I think there were times when the offensive line broke down and, and didn't play as well as it needs to play. Uh, and, and I know Stacy Searles, the offensive line coach, would agree with that because we discussed it today. Uh, after practice, but, uh, you know, I, I do think also that part of the lack of success of the passing game is that they've kept it very simple and haven't really opened it up yet. Uh, I expect them to open it up a little bit more starting uh, this week at Appalachian State, and, um, you know, I think they're going to need to to, you know, keep the game under control. Does the game have a Cincinnati-type feel to it? Um, only if they lose, if they, if they don't play well, <laughs> it does. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think you can make those, those parallels if Miami goes up there and stinks up the field. Um, but I do think that they'll play better than they played at Cincinnati last year. And I expect Miami, um, to, to win this game. Uh, no doubt. Uh, do I think that the linebackers are ready to play a little bit more of a smashed, mouth brand of football. I really do. I don't think these guys are going to back down to anybody. I think the play of the defensive line is is helping them enormously and will continue to do so. Um, so, you know, these freshman linebackers just aren't playing like freshmen. Uh, I, I would say that there will come a point where they do figure to um, be challenged a little bit more. Um, but I think that for the most part, they'll be up to the task. One of the, the things that Mark Richt is also concerned about is them hitting the freshman wall. You know, I, it's very hard for freshmen to get through the whole season 
and not hit that proverbial wall, so to speak. And, and, and that's something that I know that is a little bit of a concern uh, to Mark Rick as he goes forward here. All right. Um, go out now to the 678. You are live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's going on? This is Kane's Junkie. What's up, Junkie? Man, I'm just listening to um, the callers. And you can tell, man, that like, we've been traumatized for, like, the past few coaches, man, because the coaching so bad those last few hires at times that we just don't believe in nothing. You know, we just – we we sell shop because Brad Kaya had a game a, a bad if you want to call it a bad game against a team that really we didn't even have to pass against. Uh, the, you, we could say oh the O line was looking like this and looking like that against a team that they probably didn't even really pay attention to until Friday Thursday or Friday leading up into the game. Like how do you get up for fa- uh, FAU? Like who get up for that? Who get up for fam you? I mean, it's a lot you can look at in those two games and say, hey, we need to do this or we need to do that. But they probably wasn't even – they probably didn't even prepare until Thursday to play the game on Saturday. And then now we here come App State with a a, a spread run uh, attack that the weakness on our team is the cornerback. So this game is tailor-made for what our strength is. But we still somehow – uh, fall back into the shell thinking, oh, I mean, this ain't an easy game. If they come out there and try to run the ball down our throat, this is a – they're in trouble. Like, that's what we want teams to do because our weakness is the cornerbacks. Now we can put Finley in the game. We can put Michael Jackson in the game. We can put uh, Corn down there in the box. All our big safeties who we can put down in the box, this is the game to get more experience, to get some work. To go along with McLeod, with Quarterman, and Pickney linebackers that's going to hit their quarterback all day long, hit those running backs all day long, and then you the passing attack that they present is not a big deal. And we're sending so many people every time a quarterback drops back to pass that our quarterbacks might not even get tested until maybe North Carolina because Georgia Tech, the same deal. If you line up and try to smash the football down our throats this year, you're in trouble because we have penetrating DTs, we have ends holding uh, assignment, and we have young linebackers running downhill that can hit and can play football. And then we put safeties in with skill sets who can run and who also are good tacklers the, the the teams that we should be afraid of or concerned with would be a team like Notre Dame with this you know an experienced quarterback who runs the spread and who can actually pass the ball. Um, a team like uh, North Carolina, their quarterback looks pretty decent throwing the ball. But teams that want to line up and run the ball right at us, I mean, to me, this this game looking like a twenty a twenty eight point win for Miami because first of all, they're not going to be able to stop us because we just physically better than they are, uh, and we're more talented than they are. And then their strength is our strength, and their quarterback is not a passer, so we don't, you know, we're not going to be tested against our weakness. How can they beat us? How can we not beat them by at least three touchdowns? Well, I mean, that's the way I expect it to go, <laughs> but we'll see. Right. You know? But, yeah. I mean, 
I'm always nervous because when when I see Vegas put a, a line like three and a half on the game because you know those guys know what they're what they're doing most of the time and Do, uh, really you know that they're what, doing that for a reason. What was the spread with Arizona and, and Grambling? I mean, come on now. What what was the spread with Oklahoma State and uh, Central Michigan? Like for real, let let's be for real now. Vegas might put a bet out there that people say, okay, Vegas know what they're doing, right? They do. Well, know. let's um, make- let's table that conversation till next Tuesday night, and let's see what happens. All right. Uh, another thing, uh, I I I feel like with the Donaldson uh, thing, I I feel like that's more pot stern. It's nothing that's leading to him for you to say he's going to, you know, he looking like a flip. Everything is positive Miami. Everything I didn't say he's going to flip. I said you're going to hold your breath till signing day. I didn't predict one but, way. I didn't predict one way or the other what he's going to do. I'm saying but if he if, if he's committed, then that's the only thing that we'll hold our breath. Right now he's committed. He yep. No, right now right. he's committed. But I'm saying for you to make a bold statement like that, with like it's matter of fact that you're saying hold your breath because this is not a done uh, deal. That's the way I feel about it. It's not a bold statement. It's an opinion based on face-to-face conversations with the kid. Oh, so I mean, that's a I mean, on multiple occasions, on like on three different occasions. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good you know foundation for an opinion. I mean, I've been face to face discussing this with him. And he's said what though? And you said his body language after he's been competing in the camp. Yeah, I mean, I've been or yeah. I I, I so don't maybe think he's it's, tired. He's been going against five stars. Look, I'm not saying you, obviously I don't want him to defect. You know, he but to me you he's, the, say it he's out the most like you didn't say one the, he's one of the most important recruits <laughs> in the class. Of course you want him to stay. That's what I'm saying. You take the most important recruit that hasn't, like, given any sign of wavering at all. Obviously, i like, now wait a minute. Obviously, if I'm what saying what I'm saying, dude, listen to me for a minute, bro. If, if, I'm, if I'm saying what I'm saying, obviously I have seen signs of wavering, or I wouldn't be saying but what I'm that's saying. that's what we're asking Every time we ask what, what do you say? We no teams are popped out. He's not mentioning no teams uh, going a certain way. His grandmother, like Wilder, isn't saying, "Hey, you need to get out of Miami." She's saying, "Hey, I want you in Miami." He's been Miami committed. What has you saying? You see him in these interviews after he's been competing against players in the country, and he may have body language saying, "Hey." Man, I just put in some work, and you you saying that he's having body you're mis- language. You're misreading what I'm saying. Listen, you're misreading what I'm saying. I'm, I told you he has told me he's going to Miami on more than one occasion. We've we've reported him as a commitment. He's on the commitment list. All I'm saying is that he's got a lot of people coming after him. A lot of very appealing people coming after him. We don't know what they're saying to him or what they're doing, and and all I'm saying is you're gonna have you, you're gonna have to keep your fingers crossed on this one a little bit that it doesn't change. That's all. I'm just being honest. You will like put him as a black like recruits never flip. Whoever would have thought that Miami would get Bradley Jennings ever? Whoever would have thought? 
But that's what I'm saying. You know, like, you know who I'm talking about? You know who I'm talking about? Bradley Jennings? Whoever thought yeah. that Miami would steal that kid from FSU when he was committed to FSU? I mean, I can see that because his dad is Carroll City, which is a pipeline to Miami. But at the time, you know, Miami was on. on probation, and his dad chose to go to Florida State. That was hot. They actually played for a national championship. Well, two years, three years he was there, and Miami was just getting back with Bush Davis. We were just getting back into a full scholarship. So he probably was a guy who wanted to come to Miami, but the scholarship said, no, you can't because we're on probation still. So, you know, we couldn't get him at that time. But his whole family is in Miami. A lot of his family is in Miami. So I can see that more so, you know. What about Perry, though? Why would – how would you? How you feel about uh, Nakusi? Like, how, I, what number I think would you rate him as a, as a commit? I think he's rock, he's rock solid. solid. I don't think this. I think so. I feel like he could probably be. I mean, Navon. I mean, Donaldson. Yeah, he's a, he's at a position of you know great need, which he so he could be you know looked at as the the biggest recruit. But to me, you know, quarterback is the most important position in any sport. And with Perry on board, I mean, we see a little bit what he's doing now, and he hasn't even been, you know, really developed. He is a, he had a good program, but when he get to Miami and all the options Mark Rick will have with this dude, I, I mean, it's, it's an opinion. It's an opinion. To me, I feel like he's the most important recruit in this class. But you know, he's, hopefully he's one of them, Donaldson. Yeah, hopefully we keep Donaldson and Flip Telford. Um, but, you know, I don't think we'll get a real test, though, until we get to North Carolina. I just wanted to say that because that, that's the first team that posed a pass and a run threat, um, unlike Georgia Tech, quarterback suspect in the passing game. Unlike, How about Florida uh, State? Boom, North Carolina. Oh, Florida, well, Florida State, Florida State, we load up. We load I'd rather cook. We we want to stop Cook before we say we have to stop Francois. So Cook is a okay. Bit but if you've watched Florida problem. State, they can throw they can throw the ball around pretty good too. They're without question a dual threat team. All right, man. Hey, let me let you go. Give us a call again next week, and we'll see uh, we'll see how that spread holds up. All right. All right, man. Yeah, I'm not trying to be an alarmist or anything on the subject of Donaldson. I'm just giving an honest opinion. I, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean he's committed, and you hope he doesn't defect, and you, you want him to stay part of the class, and uh, you know the the likelihood is he will. But I'm just saying I'm reading body language, and what I'm seeing is that it's just not a hundred percent. You know, I don't feel it's a hundred percent. Is it eighty percent, eighty-five percent? Yeah, it probably is, but. You know, I'm not calling it 100% because I'm being honest and uh, I'm telling you what I'm seeing. All right, man, that's going to do it for tonight, guys. I want to thank everybody who called in and participated. thought it was a great show. Um, I want to thank FanDuel.com for sponsoring. And again, uh, encourage everybody out there to participate with us in the Cane Sport League on FanDuel.com. It's uh, FanDuel.com forward slash Kane. If you're a first-time FanDuel user, remember when you go to sign up, use the promo code Kane, C-A-N-E. They'll give you one free entry a week in beginner's contests and to get you going and get you acclimated with FanDuel. I uh, want to thank Harry's Razors. Again, you guys that, like me, consider shaving a pain in the butt, 
Uh, for for ten bucks, you get to try those Harry's razors. They're pretty darn good. You go to Harry's.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. You use the promo code Canes, C-A-N-E-S. They'll give you $5 off the Truman set, which is their starter kit. You'll get three razor blades. You'll get the razor. You'll get some shaving cream. Uh, it's a pretty damn good deal for 10 bucks, and you can see what all the fuss is about and see if Harry's can make your shaving experience even better. Um, off to Appalachian State, I hope some of you guys that are local here in the 305 954 and 561 will come out to Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza in Miramar and watch the game with us at noon on Saturday. Um, if you want to come out, make sure you email your RSVP to canesport at bellsouth.net. We'll reserve a table for you. Um, and it uh, should be fun out there. And uh, that's it. We'll, we'll see what happens here at Appalachian State, and we'll be back next Tuesday night to talk about it and get ready for Georgia Tech. Good night, everybody.